Now we're recording. Hey, yo, peace. What up? I'm Gorilla Will. This is the Thread Count Podcast, along with Funk and Focus. Uh, this live stream podcast, whatever, will contain explicit language. So if you have kids near you, move them. Word. Word. <laughs> hey, yo, check it out. Welcome, 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 like Will said, to the Thread Count Podcast. Uh, yo, this is, what episode is this, damn it? Nine. Nine? Yeah. Shit. Yeah, we're on eight. Nice. Oh, shout out to that, yo. Yeah. Lined up. Um, <laughs> but how would y'all before us? But I. Right. <laughs> 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 we'll talk about that later, dude. Nah, but um, yeah, yo, episode nine. Uh, we got the special guests in the building. We got some of our leaders from Assassin's Crew here with us today. Yeah, very, very honored to have discussions and uh, very, very ready to laugh a whole bunch, as you can already <laughs> tell. So, <laughs> peace to all our, our, our people following us on live stream. Uh, peace to the Funkin' Focus uh, YouTube and um, dialogue page. So, um... Without further ado, uh, we want to bring in and welcome um, future Iron Man, House, and Rashad. You know what I mean? Get it? Y'all say what up, yo. What up, what up? What's up, y'all? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is the video in the mics? Yeah. Right. yeah. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yo, I forgot, yo. We, we didn't show them how, how we do personally. Oh, word. So, I'm Gorilla Will, a.k.a. the Amish DMC. You know what I'm saying? What's going on? The Amish DMC. Oh, my <laughs> God, yeah, yo. Mordecai. You know what I mean? See. Man. What do you say <laughs> after that? We <laughs> <laughs> just shut down right now. Like, hey, I got to think about, about that. Like, <laughs> what's that mean for us? <laughs> oh, uh, man. <laughs> hey, yo, get the you already know who it is, man. I'm Decimus, <laughs> aka the light skinned apostle. Hey, man. Hey, yeah, that, yeah, that'll work. Yeah. <laughs> what? Hey, Rashad's next. All right, all right. I'm Rashad, aka Charlie Mack. I'm just gonna keep it me. Russell Campbell, aka Iron Man. Boo. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is. So you gotta give him a name, right? Oh, Russ? Nah. Oh, yeah, you know, it's Jamoka Shake right there, B. Oh, Jamoka, Jamoka Shake. <laughs> if you wanna know why, DM, DM Russ, it'll tell you why. <laughs> <coughs> yeah. Me? Yeah. Uh, Ryan, future, aka the Great White Hope. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. We sit in our color grade. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh God! God. <laughs> it went like it's in the scale to the right. Yo, yo right. but no, it goes the order. Well played. Yo. What, you, what, what you got? What you got, brother? I'm Junius, aka Miss Me with that shit. <laughs> <laughs> that works. You know what I'm saying? And we out here, yo. Like, just like that, yo. Mm-hmm. 
So check it out, yo. Like as we always do, um, we'll go through a little bit of our programming um, per usual. We'll forego a couple certain things because we are merging with the Funk and Focus um, podcast. So we want to make sure that we're, you know, like uh, incorporating both of our ideas and, and you know, uh, doing it, doing it both of our ways and, and having fun that way. So, um, but we'll still jump straight into our shout outs. Uh, and and big up some people in the scene in the world and wherever you know we feel like doing so. So um, anybody got some shout outs that they want to want to throw out there for some people or, or things? Uh, I'll go. Yo, uh, big up. Shout out to Hikari. Yo, shout out to Hikari. She was out all this weekend at the show at the club, putting in hella work. Like you're dope, and you're gonna get doper if you keep messing around with these people. I'm not gonna say what kind of people I was gonna call them just now, but <laughs> <laughs> exactly, <laughs> they solid. Though. Exactly. Yeah, big ups, big ups. Uh, let's see, let's go legacy. Damon Frost, Steen Croner, Thomas Herod, Locksmith, Anthony. I stick there. Out of control, fam. Word. Word. Out of control, family. Um. Shoot, I'm gonna go. Um, I'm gonna shout out. Um, back in Portland, they just had a huge uh, jam called Breakaway. Um, they had a bunch of heads come through. They gave a thousand dollar grand prize. Um, and from I was I was not there for it. I was on this side, but um, from the looks of it and from what people were talking about, it was a major success. Um, and they didn't like sell out for it. They used, you know, local community people as well as people from outside of the community. So it seems like they did it right and it seems like it went well. So shout out to Breakaway. Breakaway. Word up. Word up. Shout out to all the people who are just throwing down in the scene, um, you know, who aren't scared to battle and uh, use that tool as, you know, a way to grow and, you know, push this culture a little bit further. Um, also, shout out to all the students who uh, participated in the uh, inner semester showcase. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's it's hard work. You know, uh, and you know they all put down some hard work and uh, showed out. So the next showcase is going to be coming up in about four months. So I'm excited to see what our, our students are going to bring to the table uh, with the new semester starting tomorrow. Oh, word up! Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely. Like. That's definitely a shout out that needs to happen. The UA Academy, you know what I'm saying? Like, um, Urban Artistry Academy, putting in work, staying consistent. Like, I just wanted to piggyback off that. Like, that was dope. Seeing that showcase yesterday was was dope. Like, it really, really made me feel good. See the the youth especially do that, you know. Yeah. But then even even adults, you know, stuff like that. That like are like trying to you know, have somewhere to express and that they do have somewhere to express and then like taking advantage of that and uh, taking it further like is, is really inspiring to see. So yeah, just, yeah, piggyback off that shout out for sure. Word up. Yeah. Anybody else? Yeah, so shout out to um, Assassin's Global family. Um, shout out to Sour Patch. Shout out to Soul Shifters. Y'all keep your head up. 
<laughs> I just learned it's not cool to sing along after that. <laughs> I thought about it. I was yeah. like, should I do something? Yeah, yeah, I was out of, I was waiting for it. Get that backhand ready. <laughs> Stop, man. Papa, no. <laughs> um, yeah, shout out. I'm going to go back to urban artistry. Shout out to the whole urban artistry. Um, all the teachers, all the instructors. Who, who helped build, you know, that, that end, end of semester showcase um, and also feeling for the guys who are always traveling and, you know, working for us. Like, shout out to y'all. Thank you for that. That's dope. Shout out, shout shout um, Yeah, like, where are you? Uh, by the way, uh, this is also live on YouTube. So if you have any questions, send them over to the YouTube page. And it is the Funk and Focus YouTube? Yes. Yep. Yes. Funk and Focus YouTube.com. Uh, YouTube we're live there as well. If you have any questions, we're fielding questions. If it's a dumb question, we're not Ryan. We'll call it dumb. So. <laughs> so. Yo, be yeah, weird. Be weird. It's yeah, just scroll through them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll be, we, we value all of you. Thank you all for watching. But we're assholes at the end of the day. So. <laughs> I was about to say, explicit content don't just mean curse words. It like, don't. <laughs> Speaking of explicit content, worry yo. So, um, if you've never listened to the uh, Thread Count podcast, we have something every week we do called "Shut the Fuck Up," and uh, it's a section where we talk about whack things that happen in the scene, in the news, and uh, you know the general world at large. And this week, we give it to um, here in DC. They had the uh, the, the Native American Native Americans March. No, let me get that wrong. Native Americans March on Washington at the. Uh, Lincoln Memorial, um, Native tribes from all over the world came in and marched in uh, solidarity. And uh, it was a really, really nice event. Um, thousands, thousands, thousands of people came out. But towards the end, uh, three charter buses from uh, Bumblefuck, Kentucky, uh, <laughs> uh, wearing MAGA hats, uh, came and started harassing the natives who were just there peacefully marching. Um, I don't know if you know this, but uh, Washington, D.C. and Kentucky are not close. Somebody paid good money for three charter buses and a bunch of whack hats to drive all the way across the country and be assholes. Um, there's one in particular. Uh, I don't know the kid's name. He had a really stupid shit-eating grin on his face the whole time. And uh, he was harassing a Vietnam War veteran who was Native American. Um, and... The dude was being really peaceful. Nobody got in homie's face. And to kind of like, you know, get a rise out of people and kind of get patted on the balls by his friends, he decided to get in this man's face and just be the most condescending asshole I've ever seen in my entire life. And that's saying a lot because I live in the South. So there's that. But um, essentially, man, like it's, it's getting really tired really fast. Um, like that was a person who fought for our country, uh, you might think it's just your country, but it ain't, and it hasn't been for a long time, and it won't ever be again, so deal with that. Um, yeah, man, I'm, I'm kind of done talking about that. Anybody else have anything you want to add about Yeah, these were, these were high school kids. Did we point that out? Like, oh, yeah, that's why they couldn't get hit in the mouth, because they were high school kids. From uh, Covington Catholic High School. Mm -hmm. Catholic High School? Yeah, bro. That's even worse. Yo, they got paddles and shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, 
So it's not even like these were like adults showing up. You no. know what I mean? Like these were these were kids. You know, so like, you know, like thinking in those terms of like, you know, how do they? I mean, sure they're in high school, so they can they're able to you know very well think on their own, but. They to a certain degree, like they had to be taught this, you know, like they had to they had to like see this from somebody else to think this is just okay to do, especially somewhere travel somewhere and do this like blatantly. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, that's that's learned behavior. That's not like <laughs> that's not just some shit that we you know sit around as high school kids and think about going to do. You know what I'm saying? Like, and so um, I think that's like a huge dynamic that you know, needs to be pointed out is that like, like, you know, aside from it just being wrong in the first place, like, it's like extra wrong because of shit like that. You know what I mean? Like, um, and so, yeah, that's my, that's my, like, a little bit of my thoughts behind it. You know, it's just like, damn, dude, like kids, you know? Like, yeah. And, I, and then I think I even saw behind the one kid, uh, if you look up the video, I'm looking at it right now, behind the one kid that was just grilling the, the, the elder, his name was Nathan Phillips, the elder's name. Um, and I think even, like, if you look behind that kid, you'll see, like, two other, or three other kids that look like they're, like, no older than 12. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, so it, it, that, that kind of stuff just hurts, you know? It, it really does. Like, it does. I mean, and we're in a time where we're in week four, of federal employees not being paid. Yo! What's up? Special guest. Hey, peace. <laughs> <Yo. laughs> in the joint. Hey, hey. We're, we're in the middle of telling somebody to shut the fuck up. We got you in like two seconds. Uh-huh. So, <laughs> we're in the middle of week four of a government shutdown where a person that you idolize makes sure people don't get paid uh, for whatever small thing he has going on in the back of his head. So you could have took all that manpower and put it towards something and made it mean something, but instead you just want to make a really dumb gesture to look cool for your friends and all the people at your clan meetings. So uh, with all that being said, uh, on, on behalf of us to you, we hand you a hearty shut the fuck up. Cool. I meant that, yo. That was that's from that's from the bottom, man. I, really, yeah, I felt it. I did. Because <laughs> <laughs> you clicked the button. You know, I did. I wanted to hear it, and I couldn't hear it. It's like, all right. but it's there, though. Yeah, I felt. Oh, it's yeah, there. I mean, to to kind of add to that, there there wasn't a lot of uh, there was not a lot of media presence. You know, I went down there. Um, I I was a part of the march, so we walked, you know, from the back of the reflection pool all the way up to the front. Um, and you know, people were expressing themselves over the microphone, and uh, a lot of a lot of powerful things were said um, about like you know bringing people together, um, and also like uh, just continuing to like support the the native communities as well. Um, but there weren't like major cameras out there, so um, when this when this very negative situation happened, that was like the biggest media coverage from somebody's cell phone mm. that was about this march. So what I would like to see going forward is, you know, more people next year knowing that uh, this march will be happening again um, one day before the Women's March. So mark that on your calendars, show up so the, the numbers are there. So 
um, you know, elders like, you know, this guy, he, he came out there and he's playing his drum, isn't just kind of left there by himself, that uh, he has support from uh, a greater community of people that um, can allow him to feel like, like uh, not by himself. Yeah. Um, technically, the, the march was over when that situation happened, um, but he was still, uh, he still felt the need to, to play his drum and allow his hand drum to speak. Uh, so having that space to do so. Uh, we've also done a, a couple of events in urban artistry in that same space. And people come there all the time with different ideas and um, you know protests happening in that space. So it's, it's kind of like you don't know what other people's agendas are. Mm. Um, so yeah, that that being said, like I just hope more people will come next year, you know, and support like, um, you know, our, our native brothers and sisters who um, who are about their purpose and cause, and um, giving them that support will mean so much, you know, just in general, you know, to those people, especially when we're we're the same type of people who want to ask for support from our communities as well. We need it. So, absolutely, throw it up. DMV stand up. <laughs> Step up. <laughs> Step up. <laughs> For real. So, um, a new challenger has entered the arena. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Big up to our sister Toyin. You know what I'm saying? Fresh off of winning every damn thing everywhere else. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? So uh, go ahead and introduce yourself real quick. And you got to give him an AKA. You can't just be toying. You got to do oh something else. Okay, okay, okay. I can do that. There you go. <laughs> hey, you guys. I'm Oluwa Toyin Suguro, AKA Toyin. <laughs> um, so yeah, far. so I'm a part of the Assassin's Crew, also a part of Urban Artist Crew, one of the artistic directors. Um, I'm from the DMV area. No, you need a real AKA. AKA, these are my positions. It's got. He was the great white hope. Like, and what were you? The high yellow apostle. The high yellow apostle. I'm the Amish DMC. This is Charlie Mack. Charlie Mack. Charlie Mack. Oh, oh, there you go. It's not the city. Yeah, you messed up now. Uh-oh. Let's go. We'll double back. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll come back. Well, here at the, um, on Thread Count, you know, we just, we're, we're foolish. That's that. But, on the Funkin' Focus page, they do dialogues every, almost every Sunday. Yeah. Um, and they cover topics very eloquently and intellectually. We're gonna try to blend that with uh, a good amount of ratchet to make sure y'all get everything you need. But for those of y'all who don't know, uh, Assassins, uh, Assassins is not from DC, but Assassins DC, Urban Archery, they are from here in uh, DC. Uh, X and I were in Virginia Beach, which is about four hours south of here, and uh, they were very instrumental. It depends on what day it is. <laughs> uh, and they were all very instrumental in, in you know, maintaining uh, us artistically uh, as, as mentors, teachers, uh, really good friends. They also made sure that our scene never died out. 
by holding us down and always, you know, being accountable and being there for us. Mm-hmm. So we appreciate them for that. Um, Absolutely. Oh, shit. You're going to make me talk disrespectful to you on this camera. Getting all emotional in this motherfucker. I'm actually all right right now, but. Right now. But, uh. But uh, we have them here, and and it's wild because uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, and I'm going to say it, and if you don't like it, you can. I'll I'll tell you what to do with it later. Uh, These are some of the most well-rounded and decorated dancers on the planet, who are all together, still working in their communities, still teaching classes, still helping people, and they're still better than all of y'all. So. Um, motherfuckers. Motherfuckers. <laughs> I mean, so here's the thing, right? The way I feel about it is, ain't nobody gonna do nothing about it. Like, like, okay. First question of the day, yo. Name one multi-style crew who's better than Assassins right now. Unbiased. Here we go. Wait, what kind of question is that? No, 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 no. Unbiased. We can. No, no, no. Unbiased. We can open that up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We can do that. We can do that. Oh, that. Th- this whole video is propaganda. <laughs> 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 we can do that. Exactly. Don't say that out loud, though. <laughs> <laughs> the question stands. <laughs> Should we look and see if people? Yeah, that's what people say. That's what they think. High future in Rashad, sir. Uh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't nobody answer that either. That's controversial. <laughs> Let's give it some time. Maybe it's going to yeah. 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 think about it. <laughs> <laughs> nah, damn, man. What, what cruise do you want to see Assassin's battle? Who? Good one. Which cruise do you want to see us battle? Maybe if you give a good enough suggestion, we can make it happen. Wanted posse, I'm done. Wanted posse? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that'd be. I think that'd be nice. Yeah. That'd be tight, yo. Hey yo, the majority the, the majority of y'all will be in France anyway. So I mean, you know, just you know. <laughs> <laughs> Worldwide beef. This, this battle should be like no time limit. It should just be a crew battle with like an organic DJ just spinning like it's a club. Oh, that'd be crazy. Different genres, but but let it just keep going for a long time, just film the whole thing. That'd be tight. You know, that'd be really I want to. You know, I would. What I want to see, actually, is the footage from when y'all smoked the brakes off a of criminal's crew. Oh! Yeah. <laughs> I tried to find the footage. <laughs> that was some, Summer Dance Forever 2016? 2016. 2016. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. How, was, how, how did that even... Let's <laughs> this one. No, 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 no. <laughs> Cameras because they had a flashlight. Oh, yeah, people were definitely. Uh huh. Yeah, because yeah, it was dark. It was like, it was a club. They turned yeah. it like at the after party. Yeah. 
And uh, so they came with the flashlight from the phone right. and filmed it. Uh huh. If you had the footage, the whole the whole time too. Most of it. Most of it. Uh huh. If you have the footage, send the thread count seventy three at gmail.com. <laughs> <laughs> we will you send know? you a book of styles T shirt. <laughs> <laughs> That's when. Uh, which one of the twins was it? I don't even know, but the black one, one of them called me a biter for doing Memphis chicken. Mm. It, but in his mind, I was biting him because he has taken things from Memphis chicken. Mm. It was like I was like wow. that's deep. <laughs> like that's deep. twisted, you know, like. You don't yeah. even really do that style. Yeah. You don't really know those guys, but you took some of the moves and you mess with the toe stuff. And uh, and then if someone else does actual Memphis joking, then oh, that's biting. <laughs> I was like, that. That's what stuck. That was one of the things that stuck with me: was irritation from the battle. Like, oh my god! Like that was so frustrating. So so do we feel like so do we feel like the business was finished or is it unfinished? Is is my question. I don't even remember how it ended. How did it end? I think if there's no footage, it's it's ended. Nobody want that smoke to Word. But it's man, you can you can go back and there's a, a billion times, you know, when when shit like that has happened, you know, like where people like things just popped off like in a spot and people would, you know, like battle. Like, there's a lot of lost footage out there. Yeah. Mm. Some, mm. some, yeah. Me and Rashad battled the Dave Scott and those dancers from oh, Step shit. Up. And they were recording oh. in Baltimore. Oh, oh Sky, Sky Lounge. Lounge. Sky Lounge. We battled them. Yeah. I would like Word. to long there's, there's unnamed footage of Rashad and a dancer from Korea that's on footage that oh. I don't think came out. <laughs> yeah, it's come out. Oh, dude? Yeah, every time you see him dance since then. <laughs> Yo. Yeah. Yeah, same thing. <laughs> dude, it was a clinic. It was. Like, really, <laughs> that dude, he got like 10 years of like good foundation he been using. Yeah, I said it. Huh? <laughs> That's uh, great. Wait, we have that footage. Mm-hmm. Someone has that footage. We mm-hmm. do, y'all. It's like an hour of Rashad. No, we, we have it. Yeah. Yeah, we have it. So just in case anybody ever talks crazy, that's footage. Yeah, that's that's what I said. Look, yeah. it's recorded. Y'all be slipping. Y'all think that they ain't got fucking video. Like, <laughs> you know, people be talking, talking smack and talking about what they did, you know, how they were. Like, we ain't got video. Uh, Shashu said, Bob and Andre versus Tempo outside on at, uh, during On The One. What? Bob and Andre versus Tempo at uh, On The One. What's that got to do with anything? No, no, like a, a, battle. a battle that has footage. Of, oh, 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 like that. Okay, sorry. My bad. You trying to battle him? Yeah, you got the heat. You trying to battle Shashu? What are you doing? Trying to battle Shashu? Hold on. What you say? My bad. Oh, your turn to respond, dude. You little mad type of shit scrolling up. <laughs> swipe left, swipe left. Piece of shock shit. He said he said it was a dope battle, but there's no footage. Mm. Shit like that. <laughs> so if we talk, so if we're talking about like if we're like on that kind of 
subject or in that realm. Like, what are, what would you guys say are some of your most memorable battles, whether it be in the club, in a regular cypher, or in the actual competition? You know what I'm saying? Like, for personally, your, uh, your most memorable, memorable, excuse me. Memorable. Memorable. <laughs> <laughs> What's a good one? Sean? Just so many. <laughs> I think it was fun when we would um, be at 18th Street Lounge and like we would all battle against like people that would come in town sometimes. Like, yeah. When some people from either Baltimore or Philly or whatever, mm. we just all like, yeah. Yeah. battle each other. You know, just... Yeah, that's... That battle at Tropicalia. Remember? It was, uh, it was us against those guys from... Uh, what's the name of that group? From Congo? Away from the Congo? Yeah, from the Congo. Oh, that was that was that was a dope battle. Yeah. <laughs> the Congo. They yeah, just, they just they was here for what were they here for? They were here for some other work, uh, you know, and they did a night. Okay, so went. what what happened is they were traveling <laughs> and and they tried to put them up against everybody in each city. So mm-hmm. they came here and they were like, okay, what's the crew around here that everybody wants to go at? So they asked us to come. It was a bad night. (laughs) So, yeah. I mean, Gabe was in the club. Oh, God. Uh, Desmond, Deanna, you know, all of us. Yeah, it was was on. That's trouble. You know, I mean, that talks to a, a different subject about, like, just that tradition of of getting down and showing and proving you know mm-hmm. like it's like everything's connected to some some business plan you know what i mean mm-hmm. like everybody wants to hide you know and not be public facing you know with their art you know but everybody's cultured mm-hmm. i don't know I don't, I don't get it like it, it's something that's missing about it like i mean like i hate to be that guy but i remember a time when that's how we communicated like we didn't one person never said oh this person's the dopest you know like oh this person's the shit you know no it was like the community said that like because it was time tested like they knew that these these per, these people were putting in the work like and they they stood up for what they believed in artistically mm-hmm. and they did that at a certain level you know so you couldn't just have a good night you know, you had to have a, a good month, you know, yeah. <laughs> you, had, you had to have a, a good year of like, you know, killing it. And then pe- people showed you respect for that. Like, even when you disagreed, you know, even when you disagreed about some other shit, they'd be like, yeah, I don't want to choke that motherfucker right now. But she dope, though. <laughs> like, when she, <laughs> when, when she moved, that's a different thing. That integrity, you know, I missed that, you know. Yeah. I miss that. Like now, it's like you go to a club right now, and it's like people who are who are staples there in the spot, getting down, like expressing themselves, and then like there's tourists on the outside, you know, mm-hmm. just sitting around like watching, trying to see what they can snag, so they can go back to the studio and work on their new choreography, Good you know, words. and then don't speak to you, <laughs> like. Like, just come into ciphers, like, and don't speak, don't dap up, you know? Just going out. They come in with all their, like, fear and energy and just puke all over the floor, you know? 
And then when somebody comes out and smokes them, they're like, oh, you're so aggressive. Why aren't you sharing this space? You know? Oh my God. I mean, talk about that shit, yeah. yeah. I mean, you in. just uneducated about how community healthy community works right. like and people don't try to like they don't try to accomplish that mm. you know like they're trying to accomplish fame and, and fortune you know like mm. it's like in every like I go online and I'm watching everything that's going on in like communities that, that I visit and in there, almost every community there's a, a young group of people coming up wanting to do something, you know, under the premises of bringing the community together. Sure. Sorry. <laughs> no, I mean, really? Are you gonna, you're gonna bring the community together by having an event on the same day as five other events, mm. you know? Mm. And, but you're, gonna, you're bringing people together. Like, you know, like, you know, like if you in D.C. specifically, if you've been in this area doing stuff for for five years, mm. you are still a decade in the hole mm. of people doing things in communities that always exist. Mm. You know, under the guise, under that guise of bringing community together, communities together, what they're actually doing is trying to say, no, we have a different alternative. We have a safe space. Oh. <laughs> please come here. Please yeah. feel welcome. Mm -hmm. and, yeah. and please, let's all get together and just stalemate artistically. But hey, we're all here together pretending. We'll let you pretend. Yeah, we won't even say anything. Just as long as you keep paying us mm -hmm. and you keep coming to our events. Yeah. So you paying them to be whacked. I mean, the only way for them to, to build their confidence up out of that fear is to isolate themselves. That's right. <laughs> you know, and then feed each other cotton candy <laughs> of like, you know, like affirmations and whatever fucking self-help group shit they're talking to each other, you know, to, to build their... I mean, it's, it's just what, what people do. Like, in that isolation, you can say all kinds of shit to build up your ego until you can get enough yep. strength to come out into the world and go, look at what I'm doing. 
Dude, you were doing that shit by yourself with those five people in a room and nobody gave a fuck, you know? Yeah. Right. Like, <clears throat> that's not community building. Yeah. And that's where all that fear comes from. So when we go out to clubs and we go to jams and all that, you see that and they just project it, you know? And so as soon as you come in and you're overconfident or, or you feel a certain way about yourself, you come in. Like, we used to come in with, what, 20 of us? Yeah. We were the hoodies and backpacks. I mean, we had, I mean, the extreme. I mean, we had ice cream thrown at us at jams. Cigarettes, people spitting, everything. I'm talking about, everything. like, like yeah. over the cypher. And we're the only multicultural group. Every other group was either all Asian <laughs> or all Asian. <laughs> you know? And that, it, that, that was it. And then for us, it was, we had a couple extra colored folks, you know, so I get it. You see a couple extra colored folks. Semi like, colored. Huh? Semi colored. Semi. I mean, well, what's up? You see the hues. But, like, our group was still. Because the colorway got thrown off. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, we still, but we still represented, we represented, like, a holistic ethnic group of people, you know, in movement, in thought, and this scene in DC was never that. Yeah, you know, and that was I think the most memorable battle, us as a group, like showing up to shit and people being like, "What the fuck? Yeah. Why are y'all so together?" Why that was a thing. Why were you together? Yeah. What the? F- what are we supposed to be? I'm only speaking to you. I don't want to speak to everybody. Nah, <laughs> this is my tribe. <laughs> like, yeah. what are you talking about? Mm. Oh, you know. like we got some people chiming in. Who that? There we go. Somebody named Ty says, I'd like to give a shout out to Rashad. He's a great teacher. Yeah. Kwame Reed says, let's name names. I'm trying to get see shit go crazy. Slot like that. Oh, you see here. Okay. I mean, so let's not throw jokes, man. Let's like this. This is serious, you know. <laughs> so I mean, look, the fear is already there. The fear, yeah. Because Rashad pointed on something important, you know. Like if you if you have a whole bunch of these, like you know, predominantly like non-black groups, and then they see black, you know, what I'm saying black people walk in the room, and there's already a fear. You know what I mean, like. Off jump. So but does that have to do with dance? Does that have to do with something else? Something else. Dude, it, yo, look, it's it's simple. Like when people don't respect themselves or value what they do, they ain't gonna give a shit about anybody else. And and the whole point, you know, of like what we started with Urban Artistry was to respect people and where they came from, in the music, in the movement that was important to them that they celebrated right. you know it doesn't matter if, if you're from Ireland or Mongolia or, or Cameroon you know like you have a music you have a, a movement and you have culture and it and some of that stuff is embodied you know you don't always know you didn't like train or go to class for that it's just it's just embodied in you but if nobody ever teaches you that that's important and that's valuable you out in the world trying to be everything else until something clicks. You're trying on everything until something clicks. And when people don't have that, they hate people who got it. Mm-hmm. When they see it in other people, it makes them feel smaller. Mm-hmm. 
You know? Like, so when they see you, like, living, being 100%, they mad as hell. Like, they're like, oh, yeah. And then they start making up shit that's not about dance at all. Now it's about your character. Exactly. You know? Exactly. And now they want to tear you down. You know, it, it never ceases to amaze me, but you can see it. You can see it in people's eyes. Like, when they just haven't self-actualized, you know? And they try to be something that they can't connect with easily. And then here you are, like trying to get a bunch of other people who are just as lost to come and be lost with your ass. <laughs> you know? So you guys can just screw up everybody's community and create chaos for everyone because you're not happy with yourself. Junior's breakouts, I'm plugged. Okay, so a lot of people outside of America don't aren't aware of this, but we are still segregated in America now. Like we grow up in different neighborhoods. Where I grew up, my high school was 95% white, probably like 15 black, 15 Asian, like not a lot. So. People grow up not really understanding each other's cultures or not having to like be around different types of people a lot of the time, not always. But <clears throat> basically, I just lost my train of thought. <laughs> Let him use you. Let him use you. Let him use you. I mean, you started. You started okay. by you started by saying like a lot of people from outside the states don't don't realize that we're still segregated in the states, you know, like, and you were kind of piggybacking off of what House was saying. But I, had a, I had a point and I lost it. I had a good point. Let's go come back. Okay. Now. I know what I was trying to do. I was trying to talk from, like, the white perspective, right? Like, growing up in an area where there's no diversity and you don't understand different cultures and... Yeah, I lost it. Someone, it's all good. Someone take it. It's going to come back to me. So, <laughs> I, I got you. So as a white male in America. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes. um, I have to work for you because you said you went to a I mean, dance dance taught me that, but I didn't isolate myself like the way other people do it. Like I, I was more, maybe I was more open-minded or something, but I also found like good mentors that actually talked about race and talked about those types of issues. And being an urban artistry, of course, learn about the history and the culture. Like it made me realize so much that it's a cultural dance, you know, it's a black dance and, you know, Coming with respect and an open mind is important. Um, so I think I just aligned with the right people to understand that type of mentality. But if you never surround yourself with those types of people, then you'll never think like that. And they don't really have a reason to. Like, but the, so the dancing is segregated the same way we are segregated in our little like suburbs and the cities. Like mm. the dancing is the same thing. Like people just align with like, oh, that makes me feel uncomfortable because I've never been around that type of person mm. that talks like that or mm. jokes like that or dances like that. Mm. You know, so it's like no. race affects the way we grow up segregated, it, it affects the way we act in the dance, mm -hmm. you know, and if, ah, if we don't respect our own, oh, I remember now, yeah. okay, go, 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 go. <laughs> <laughs> you said, <laughs> that was the whitest thing, <laughs> 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 hey, 
guy? Look at this. Stop, y'all, y'all gonna make him forget again. You got it, you got it. Well, if, you I got it. If, if you don't respect, if you're not taught to respect yourself, then you'll never be able to respect someone else's culture. What I wanted to talk about was the white perspective of how we grow up being taught that you're just white. You don't, yeah. you don't learn that, oh, you're, these people were from this country and yeah. that means this. They might say, oh, you're part German, French, Swedish, this, but you don't know what that means. You're not connected to your mm -hmm. tradition from Europe. So which yeah. means that if you're just white, if you just know we're white, then that's just a way of saying, yeah, this is great, we're, this is great, we're white. You know, like, no. you, don't, you don't have to, like, learn about any no. other tradition. See, but here's, yeah. So the, then you don't respect other so, but then, you're white. But then if you look at it and you're saying white, like, that's a racial construct, right? right? So as saying that I'm white in the United States in this racial construct means that you're saying you're the people who don't get to be property. Yeah. See, because if you're black, you get to be property, right? And that's what racism, that's what that construct did. It decided who can be owned, who had rights and who didn't. Mm. So, like, I'm not saying that, like, white against black that's not what i'm saying i'm saying i hate racism so i despise the construct so like even if someone's like hey yeah i don't know what ethnicities i am you know or where my places of origins are you know that doesn't mean that you still can't reflect on something other than something that's filled with hate like racism you know yeah. like and, and and that's part of the problem you know that people see it like we buy into it. Like, I'm working hard. My whole life, I've been, like, trained to refer to myself as black. And I'm getting to the point right now where I don't want to do it anymore. I want to say I'm African-American. As I still search and try to figure out what my story is and what's that of my ancestors. But I know it's not that thing that they gave me. I know I'm not property. Like, so that's the sickness that we got to undo. Like, I understand the cause. I'm saying, like, how can we, like, undo it? My, my suggestion is that we try to find something out deeper than what's surface about who we are, you know, ethnically, you know? And to me, that same, like, idea works with dance, you know? So it doesn't matter, like, if I'm a popper, you know, I can like locking, too. I can love house dance, too. I can feel connected to that. I can be connected to, like, you know, b-boying or b-girling. Like, all of these things can be me. Like, most of us as Americans anyway are mixed. And most of us just don't know. Like, you look at science. You know, science tells you one thing. Our oral histories and our written histories here are so unorganized. You know, because people didn't care. So now we have all of these things that we just got to kind of sort out. You know, when on a day to day, like real time shit, like interacting with people like I don't come in a club. I've never been in a club in my life and just bum rush somebody's cypher, you know, and didn't think that people would be uncomfortable when I'm having a conversation with you and somebody runs into the room and just gets between us. We go, hey, you know, this person, right? You know, you're not a part of this dialogue. You know, like, you're not a part of what we're, what we're doing here. Like, introduce yourself. Say hello. Just because I, I come to said club, said spot, doesn't mean that I render myself helpless to whatever you need to do, excite yourself with that day. Like, 
You better, you better, you better get it. Hey. Yo, come on. Yo, go ahead, yo. As entertainers, like, don't y'all feel like people treat you like that sometimes? Like, you're, you're just here to, like, entertain. Like, oh, you're a dancer. Oh, I heard you're a good dancer. I need to learn something from you. Hey, show me something. I'll, I'll show you something. Facts. <laughs> I'll show you something, all right. If you get my drift. You know, <laughs> 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 if you know what I mean. <laughs> I just said that yesterday. I feel like that you kind of plays into like menstruacy too. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Yeah. Like, menstruacy. You know, tap dance for me. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm. Mm. I can't tap dance. Like, well, it it just goes to say that there's the standardized testing of urban dance. You know where everybody has to select. You know. I'm a b-boy, I'm a hip-hop dancer, I'm yeah. a house dancer, mm. or there's no crossover with things that are brown. That's That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Right. You know, like, in, and in the history, you go back and you're just looking at the footage and you're just like, wow, it's, there's so many similarities in the Charlie Rock and the Charleston. Oh, my God. You know, there's so many similarities in, in Boogaloo and, and like, like, shouting in church. You know, like there's so many similarities in, in, in all of these topics, but, you know, people are, are, they play to the white, black, you know, the standardized testing. So when you first start dance, you have to select something that, yeah. that locks you into something, mm-hmm. right, you know? Right. So if we're, we're just beginning dance and they're like, oh yeah, you're a B-boy. That's what you, and that's what you embody. That's, that's all you're going to hold yourself to. That's why you have so many like b-boys that are i'm just gonna i'm gonna hold this and i'm gonna i'm gonna hold that's all they know of the dancing themselves so when they see something else whether it be an influence of the dance they shy away from it and it kills their learning right mm-hmm. so they're mad because they don't get props in certain areas or arenas where other people are surpassing because they're they're growing in, in other ways and other dances that still come from the same community yeah, well, they decided, that's on them. They just tried, decided to be strictly B-boy. Right. And that's what they got. Yeah. You know? It's crazy, but when you when you look at the elders, if you just investigate, you watch any of them dance, and you see they have so much movement in them. Mm-hmm. There's so much music going on, and yep. they're not, like, specialty. Like, name any one, and all of them can do multiple movements. Mm-hmm. You know? Stretch, house, hip-hop, locking, popping. You know, <laughs> Pop Tart, he's strutting, you know, he's boogalooing, he can do so much, you know, hip hop, like, like most of the elders, you know, especially in the States are usually doing multiple things. So it's crazy that they, they miss that part <laughs> because of this standardized or this dance school approach, you know, mm. you have to be this. So I can, I can say that you're, uh, it's kind of like the, how do I want to put it, like, uh, <clears throat> putting a label on you. And once you have this label, then I can sell you, I can brand you. You're worth something now. Yeah. Oh, slave yeah. to the name. Yeah. And, and when we were in China, they were asking, well, are you a popper? And I'm like, I mean, I can pop. Yeah. <laughs> I do that when I choose to, but I'm a, I dance. Right. What are you? Right. And I show them a picture of my grandmother and my mom. This is where I got that. I dance. Mm-hmm. Oh, huh? <laughs> Wait, what do you mean? Okay, you know, so because the 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 label erases that history. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Where, you know, that's why you can do things like having classes called Fortnite dance and people not blink an eye at it. There you go. 
Yeah, or confidence hip hop. Why did I make that up? That's not real. Confidence it was. There was it's a confidence hip hop. It's a real thing. It was a real thing. I had a conversation about confidence it. Like it was in like. <laughs> not not Nelson. I saw it at uh, I saw it at Millennium Dance Complex. It was um, it was it was uh, advertised for that studio, Confidence Hip Hop. So so pretty much they they have this this format where they teach you, they try to teach you <laughs> more confidence in your in your dance and in, in your in your hip hop dance. You know what I'm saying? Uh, pretty much. <laughs> hey, yo, that, yo, real quick, this conversation's getting really good. I just gotta say, we have about seven minutes left on our Instagram live streams. If you want to jump to the uh, Funk and Focus YouTube, all the questions and everything will be answered from there because these are gonna cut off very soon. And, and we'll I can uh, I can switch the 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 what's your thread count um, live stream. I can switch it to my personal profile at Professore underscore Decimus P R O F. Fucking alphabet, dude! Why did you just say that? Like P R O F O R. Professor with an E Decimus. Professor with an E underscore D-E-C-I-M-U-S. M-O-U-S-E. And that reminds me, we can go to Funkin' Focus Instagram online. Boom. Word, yo. So just, it'll pop up. So catch the switch, you know what I'm saying? We have one question from Instagram from my phone die. Okay. It's from Hakari. She said, number one, happy birthday, Toyin. Hey, 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 right? <laughs> and uh, what are ways we can unite the dance communities in the DMV area? What efforts can dancers in the DMV area make to build a stronger dance community? Don't be an asshole. <laughs> like, no, it's, it's like really. Like, basic, basic social skills. Like, you know, if you don't know people, get to know them. Like, if you're just judging people based on other things that people said, or because of um, what your assumption was about how they danced in a cypher or a conversation they had with someone other than you, like, then you might be part of the problem. Right. It's not up to the community as a whole to, like, cater to individuals. It's up to individuals to decide how to create community. And if you're not an active participant in said community, whichever community there needs to be, you know, because the lie is, is that there's only one. No, there's many communities here in D.C. And we're not all the same. And we got to stop faking and acting like we're all the same. But people <coughs> who are brand new in the game, you know, who want to come up, keep saying that we're the same community. Because it, they want to ride off your social capital. And they don't want to do the work. No, we are not the same community. If I don't know you. If I ain't high-fived you, if we ain't sat down and, and had a beer and talk about the economic troubles of Europe, I probably don't know you, and you're probably not in my community. Like, just plain and simple. <laughs> like, the, the communities aren't, like, all disjointed. Right. They just don't treat each other well when they come together. Like, bottom line, you know, and it's mostly about fear. Like, we went to a joint the other day, like, and had a great time, you know, like, with each other. But well, it was hard to get a cypher going, 
Like, we were taking our turns, just going to ciphers, and people, you could see them just kind of fade away and leave the cipher. But to be in a place with all of their people who admire them, to have some new people coming in and dancing with them was like too much for their little egos to handle. But that's but that's the the lie is they they want to bring it all together. What they want to do is create their own community that they can control and that they can be popular and the go-tos. So that's that's what it's all about. That's not new. That business tactic has been around forever. A controlled system. That's all it is. You know? Like like a community <laughs> I mean, yo, what are you saying? We out here, bro. Yo. No. No. Dude, but that, that shit was hella real, dude. Like, we were sitting there and I was like, like, people we know. Like, they may not be a part of our set, but, you know, we know them and we hang out with them and we show mad love, you know? And here you have people in your in your spot that are that are elder to you and have like information and your whole goal is like survival like <laughs> to like not be seen in, in a in a situation where you're being compared to another dancer so you trying to like in a place full of people you trying to find a, a quiet space where you can feel empowered mm. because you don't feel empowered by being in a community what the hell is that sickness I think, I think I think the big, one of the biggest focuses is that everybody's focusing on how they can be a part of the community instead of figuring out that dancers are not just this one. It's not just about dancers. Like right. there's the music. That's right. There's the club owners. That's right. There's the uh, I mean the people who are just watching who are part of the community. Like yep. you know like somebody's auntie and uncle. Who are yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, showing up to the jam. Like, let's 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 put this out there. All right. What would it, the cost of a jam be if everybody's parents came, paid? You know, the cousins came and paid. Would it be all on the dancers to pay for a venue, to pay for the DJ, to pay for the judges' flights? Um, what would that be like? I I, I kind of feel like it would be a little easier if we had. You know, if you came and you brought your family or your other the people that support you personally to the gym mm. and have them experience something that you're connected to and then say that you're adding to the community instead of just saying, hey, how can we all, you know, <laughs> let's all get together, all these people that don't like those guys over there. And, <laughs> and then they make me feel really weak because I didn't practice this week, you know. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, what would that look like? That's That's a new model that, you know, that I don't see people doing at jams. Like, yeah. until I see, you know, you bring five people and they're all paying $20 to get in, is it a real jam? You know, like. It's a concert, dude. Yeah, it's like everybody wants a free ride. Dude, everybody, everybody's poor. And it's also, like, well, like you said, it's not just about dance. Like, back home, we, and this is rare, if there is a MC showcase, the DJ crews are there. Um, the b-boys aren't there because they're all like wild young and they don't really understand the community aspect but we're there a lot of other older seasoned dancers are there MCs, graph writers got black books like it's a whole community thing around hip hop and then 
you know, and it's a big event, and we're all enjoying ourselves. But with dance, you know, like it's one, it's one dimension, and like y'all aren't even comfortable in said dimension. Like, yeah, it's there's no like, fam, like. I got bored. At, I would host b-boy jams because I mean it's free money essentially. But and it's they're boring. They're really boring because nobody dances. I've had more fun dancing in Rashad's living room than I have at a whole bunch of jams, yo. Yeah. And I've I've been fuck it. I've thrown events. I've thrown events where b-boys. Like after the b-boy event was done, were complaining that like there was too much other music. Mm. Like, <laughs> yo, like real, like with a straight face. Like you can't with a straight words. face, knowing, feeling within themselves like they're doing themselves in a com- in their community a, a, a huge service by saying, um, we just think that there's too much diversity and. Music here. Um, could we just diminish that to pots and pans or or techno that we can dance to? <laughs> like, like you, you can't be boy to Atomic Dog. I, there has to be at least four more James Brown songs you can play, or or I'm sorry, or Lean Rock tracks. Yo, we got to talk about that too, yo. I'm sorry. That's well, be- before we deviate too hard. Yeah, go ahead, do that. My fault. Um, I'm going uh, to ask this question because it's kind of along the same lines, but it, it, it ties back into some stuff we were talking about as well with like UA and like um, and like the dynamic of UA and the scene, you know? Like, So the question was from uh, somebody named Tom. Tam. Tam. Oh, Tam. Uh, so uh, <laughs> um, it says. Has the trend of how people treat urban artistry uh, as a group or crew like slowly changed over time? No. Or do you have examples from certain memorable local regions to compare to each other? So let's. That's a loaded question, but I'm a. I'm gonna answer it. So. No. So check it. <laughs> and I. I want everybody to to understand this, and I don't say this like out of anger like urban artistry gives zero fucks about who likes them like urban artistry is not a person with hands and and a brain it's a group of people and we have never we've never like been about this for the popularity this isn't a popularity contest like, I'm not hurt if you don't want to come to my studio or work with our artists, because they're dope. And they're gonna keep getting better. And their students will keep getting better. And they will be well-rounded. And they'll do their best to make an impact positively, like on the scene and on this culture. Like, so there's this, this myth that like, Somehow, if you get enough stupid people in one room and they point and they say, hey, we don't like those people over there and try to use mob mentality to change who people are culturally, that that will work. Mm. That's not the way that works. 
all of us know how to be who we are. So I don't, I don't care. Like this isn't me saying everybody's mean to us. I don't care. I don't care. Care? You know? Care? You know? My concern, my concern is only that I hate to see people diminish their own potential based on bullshit. So, yes, I'm an asshole because, no, hear me out, hear me out. I'm an asshole because I think more of you than you think of yourself. And I'm trying to push you to be the best that you can be, but you're going to let people tell you to stay away from the people who will help get you to where you want to go? Mr. Clark, dude. Dude, miss me with that shit. What's your name? Right. So, <laughs> so I, have, I have a question relating to that. Do you think the disconnect in the community is the fact that you don't need to be liked, whereas everybody else does? Mm. I, I think that might be the case. Mm. That might be the case. That was a great Dude, question. I mean, I'll be you honest. Know. I, I was in it for to be liked at the beginning. Right. You know, when I was 16, 17, when I first started B1, I was like, yo, people like me because I can do windmills and power moves. And then I started to see like, wow, that it needed to change because I wasn't getting any better. You know right. what I mean? Mm -hmm. You know, but I needed somebody to tell me that. You know, like, like what are you doing? Why are you doing that? Mm -hmm. Why are you seeking the attention of all these people around you? And I think in that, I, that's, you know, being from a younger generation coming in, of course, that's what I wanted to do. And breaking, I wanted to learn all the spin moves because it got me liked. Mm. Head spins, windmills, back spins. And then when I got smoked by all the people who were doing foundation and flavor, then I couldn't be mad. Yeah. You know, I had to appreciate that, you know, somebody took time to, to put on, you know, swaths. Right. You know, yeah. service with a smile. Refine themselves, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, even with with Russell and I, it happened like complete misunderstanding. Like every time I was dancing, like this dude kept jumping in my face. You know? Right. So like, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> you know? And I and I, I started to get bothered by it, you know? And I just fucking got in his ass. You know? I was just like, dude, I'm fucking I didn't come here with you. Don't you see me here with a lady? And my good shoes on? And you you trying to no. you trying to I battle really? I didn't see any of that. You know, exactly. <laughs> he didn't see nothing. He didn't see nothing. It was, it was dark. I couldn't see an alligator. <laughs> no. No, but it, no. no, honestly, it, it just took it took me to get him out of that environment and say, hey, what you need? He's like, I'm just inspired, man. Like, I see you doing something cool, and I want to do something cool, too. I'm like, can, you, can we do that a different way? Mm. Can we, you know, right. it, it took communication. Mm. It took communication, and that's all it takes. Yeah. Like, to, to try to, to be community. Like, you have to find a way outside of assumptions and innuendo mm. and, and gossip. You have to... Go to people and try to find a way to get along, mm. you know. And you can't like poke the bear and then get mad when you fucking get clawed, right? You know. We we had a lot of those conversations, and I think that that was the biggest turning point in the DMV scene was mm. those conversations never happened. Mm -hmm. 
people were trying to solve problems, personal problems on the dance floor yeah. and then didn't know what to do when it was all broken. Yeah. And so we were just we would still show up in the same space, but then create new new circles. And like it was just so trauma driven. It was yeah. just so messy. Mm. But it, it wasn't until the conversation started and not all those conversations where everyone where we were like all ready and at the same like in the same place to receive the information. Mm. Like sometimes we'll have a talk and it goes way over their head. It's like it's almost too much information right yeah. now for this young person or for them at that moment. But it started and we were doing it so often that even that was like, damn, you know, a huge, huge change for this scene. Even in our group, like difficulties, you know, but the conversations are there. Yeah. And we take space when we need to, but we come back, but we have the conversation. And this is so fucking important. Mm. If we can do that more often, like what you were mentioning, uh, Ryan was mentioning about coming up in a white neighborhood. That's all you saw. That's all you knew. Um, for me, it's just the opposite. You know, coming up in uh, the projects in New York City, that's all I seen and all I knew was black and Puerto Ricans and Dominicans. So actually, it wasn't that he lined up with the perfect mentor and we had this great communication. It took years to yeah. find that. Yeah, We actually had to learn each other, you know? And we were going way over each other's heads in the beginning. There were times where I was like, fuck this guy. I don't, I don't want to deal with this. I don't, you know, because I, I, had, a, I had a certain code on how to speak on... The way I, I, I cracked jokes was too forward. It was like, it was too much. It was like, whoa, this is a lot of information. And just the opposite, you know, we had these things and we were missing each other. But the more we spent time breaking bread, staying over each other's houses, training dance, talking off the floor about other stuff, we learned each other. Right. We learned each other. Right. And it was over time. Our maturity kicked in. We got wiser. We started experiencing other people and different things. We come back and we learn more about each other. Because yeah. we share those experiences from the separation back in this thing. So it builds on top of each other, but through the years. And the DMV scene misses that because off of one spark of whatever bullshit myth or drama or who said what, that he said, she said, people just... They go and they hide and they choose a side, and then they believe in whatever this person is yeah. saying there, and then this person is believing in this, uh. but they never come back and go, "Did you really say that? Oh, you didn't. Oh, dang, I didn't even, I didn't even know that part of the story. Uh. I didn't even know you were going through that at that time. I'm sorry, I fucked that up, you know. Or damn, you fucked that up, you know. What? <laughs> but you talked about it, you know what I mean? And and a lot of that's not happening here in the DC scene. People ain't talking shit globally. <laughs> Forget DC, but globally, people ain't trying to have the conversation. They 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 talk with their bodies on the floor, but we're human. Yeah, get that shit out. Like, what you feeling? And if you angry right then, like if that's how you feel honestly, then cool. But come back when you when you feeling right and talk again when you're ready. But you it, know? it's one of those things where it's like dance wise and in conversation, the the conflict is is unnatural like it doesn't feel good mm. and if it doesn't feel good now people think I don't have to deal with it yeah like if it's uncomfortable it's like oh no like well I don't know yeah. well, well how, you how, have to deal with it eventually right right how far <laughs> yeah. are you gonna go with that with anything you do well yeah. it doesn't feel good so, uh, that's that spoiled shit 
It doesn't come to you easy. You got to work for it. And that work, you got it takes time. Mm. See, I line it up. And, mm. and, and, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and we, I feel like I feel like we also have we also have to get rid of this idea that everybody who's dancing in our communities mean well. Mm. Let's start there. Mm. We some people don't mean well. Some people have an agenda. Some people are selling something that's not healthy. Like, and if, if we can just be open to just say, well, you know, it's easy to make a bad decision about something. Then we know, then we should be very careful about what we buy into. You know, we have people in this community that like inherited beef mm. from 2005. Mm. You know, like you just inheriting stuff. Like somebody told you this, so you, you pick a team. Like literally, like 12 years ago, when like we incorporated urban artistry, it shook up DC. I've seen it. You could, you could be in culture shock, or you could be in line to be in LOZ, or maybe you could like be in one of the dance programs at the at the colleges and universities that you did not go to. Like, it was just that bland. You know? It's true. That's, that's what was available. All of our elders, like guys like Brent, Sonny, like those guys in particular were people who didn't even fuck with each other anymore. So, like, you had these different camps of understanding and thought then backed up by actual fighting and like, you know, some really disrespectful stuff, you know? So I came into this place where I knew these two guys and I knew all of these people in this area, but none of those people were in service to any other communities, you know? And then the other dance programs you had to audition for. You had to audition for, so if you were good enough, they would let you in. Or put you on a freestyle team. Or put you. Oh damn! No, that they didn't have. No, a, they didn't have a freestyle team back then. No, that was it. No, that was oh, like a couple oh. years later. That was later. That was like that was like 2009, 2010. Yeah. Like at first they didn't. Either you were on or you were out. So, I, my my mentality. No, dude. Let's spit truth. Let's spit truth. My mentality was like, look, I'm an excellent fucking educator. I can teach people. So you don't have to be dope. You just have to be willing. And everybody didn't, didn't hit the scene dope. They had jokes about you. You know? Like, they had jokes about you. Like, and even people who are our friends now were people who didn't necessarily support these young group of kids. Like, and when they started, when you guys started teaching, maybe you were not at that level that you should have been teaching. But I knew that unless I gave you a chance to, you could never self-actualize. That professionalism wouldn't fall out of the sky and hit you in the head. You had to build towards it. So provide the opportunity and just build, 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 continue to educate. And, and I'm going to be straight. I didn't believe in none of that shit at all. It was like, what is this guy talking about? Is he selling me some fucking hoop dreams? You know, like, I'm, shit, I'm having a hard time living 
you know, I know I want to do something, but I had to believe. I had to. I had to work for it. Right. Yeah. Because the action was there. It wasn't that he was just talking. You know, me and Russell didn't get along. We were in the same spaces. Modern, Dragonfly, uh, Sky Lounge, Five, Angaloo, Raves, Red, <laughs> Nations. We were in the same spaces. We weren't getting along, you know? In fact, it was Boogie Nights, Liquid Pop Collective here, and then all the B-Boys there. At Modern, if I came in, me and Brad would come into the club, or me by myself, because I, when I turned 21, I was going out by myself a lot. If I start dancing, everyone would leave the circle. <laughs> I didn't know nobody. That was, I mean, it's some... Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> what the fuck was that? <laughs> oh, oh no, no, yo, yo, it's, it's some real shit. Real shit. And, and, so, and so I, I had... Like a vendetta, I was like, "Fuck, beer breaking, fuck those mother." I came out strong with hush puppies, and I was like, Yo, "I'm gonna be a popper." Where's the hush puppies? I was like, "I'm gonna be a <laughs> popper." The green but, it, but we battled. This is a memorable battle. We battled at uh, Dragonfly on a Sunday night when yeah. they moved the red party to Sunday. I mean, to Dragonfly, and we called them out. Mm. Me, you, Guo. Oh, that's when Guo wanted to battle. Uh, Charles, Charles. Mm -hmm. Charles, and there's another one. Uh, who's the other guy? Anyway, was it the um, from Warpath? War, uh, yes, there's another guy from Warpath. He wanted to battle, but it was you and Geo, and we were chasing. I was battling you, and you were running around the club. I don't even know if you remember that. <laughs> shit. But you, you did a solo. I came out, and you tried to walk away from the solo. Like fuck that, and I followed you around the club. You remember that shit? Oh, I remember that shit. I fucking we went to we went to Silver Diner. We went to Silver Diner, and a bunch of us. It was like ten of us. Assassins, Cap Crew, and we sat and we met. Some people were cool with the conversation. Some people weren't. But what lasts is those conversations continue today, and we're so honest about that. Yeah, we were we were young. We weren't so we weren't so mature about certain things and decisions. But we were trying to make a way, you know, and and he helped us to be on a path. And even with the things that he was asking us to do, we were going off of it because we didn't, we didn't believe know. and we were young. Yeah. And then, but we would always come back to it. But we listened. We listened. We put it in practice. And here we are sitting here talking about it today consistently. Mm -hmm. That was and it, it was weird because I was hosting B-Boy Jams in 06. I think I met you at GMU in 06, right? Mm -hmm. And so, in the b-boy community, not a b-boy, whatever, met House at GMU. You know what I'm saying? He's from Virginia Beach. Chopped it up. It was cool. Shortly after, I'd go home. I'd come back two weekends later, and it's like bedlam, yo. Like, it's weird. It's like, I come, I come to, I think it was correctional facility. We came for a correctional facility. Mm. And then there's like beef. And it's like every time we left and came back, it was like a different set of beef. And we're like, and they're like, yo, you with them cats? Yeah. Like, they are our friends. Like, you know, and it all came down to, like, like Rashad said, it was all action. You know what's crazy is that after that battle happened and we went to go eat, that's when Shake Off happened. Mm. Was right yeah, after that. Mm. So we, 
yeah, me and uh, my sister-in-law went to a jam called The Shake Off in Baltimore. The Blue Floor? And then we, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So then it was like the B-Boy community was going to come. So they were coming. But then they, they didn't know these guys were going to come and perform. You know, so it was like, you now have to see what they have to offer. You know what I mean? Without it being like, you know, like, oh, we're, we're B-Boys. We're going to separate ourselves. No, you got to see it now. Yeah. You know, you can't be in Baltimore without doing thinking about Baltimore club movement and these kids that are in the hood that are right down the street when you're talking about, like, bringing community together as B-boys. Mm. Like, you're not even going to those hoods and t- asking them about their foundations and what's native to them. But you, your your crews, like your Baltimore crews or your D.C. crews are, are home to go-go and, and Baltimore club. Right. Mm. You know... You're not even going to include them what they're doing. So how are we going to exclude, you know, popping and and what they're doing and and locking and house dance and and all these other things, and then say that we can we can have a jam in the hood, and then you guys can make make money off of winning this jam, so you can have your trailer that isn't really going to get you anything later, hmm. you know. Right. I'm just saying there was a lot of tr- b-boy trailers that came out where it was like. I went to this jam, I went to this jam, I went to this jam. Look at my solo, look at my solo, look at my solo. And then, and then everybody was talking about community, you know? And then two clips at the end with no overdub music so you can make sure you hear them hit the beats. Right. Okay, so let's, let's, put, let's talk about the hip-hop track they threw on the trailer that they couldn't dance to. You know? Right. But let's claim it. Dance to. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, let's talk about that. But So, like... <laughs> So, like, Sorry. we have another question from the uh, the YouTube Live. Um, it looks like they uh, they have their own AKA called Odd Eants. There's a space. Odd Eants? Yeah. That's dope. Like ODD Eants. That's fire. All right. They probably rap, yo. So, um, they probably rap. Um, Bars. So the question was, it, it kind of plays into like being a dancer overall as opposed to um, just like, you know, like when, when you were referring to like when you were in China and you were like, yo, so are you a popper? And you were like, well, I'm a dancer, but I, I pop. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so that whole like rhetoric and mentality. But so their question was, so urban artistry wouldn't label classes as popping, hip hop, locking, etc. <laughs> still tradition. They're disciplines. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like you still like you still have to learn huh? each style. I'm so confused. That, like, that was the question. <laughs> I'm just I'm just reading what I see so, on the YouTube. No, so, no, it, it, <laughs> ask, I'm sorry, I'm not trying to be weird, but could you ask that question again? Mm-hmm. Essentially they're saying being that you label yourself as dancers, yeah. then why do you still have popping classes, right. breaking classes? Right. classes but, okay, we, so, so that you can identify a genre. Just that simple. Like, you know, yes, it's all different forms of dance, but if you're going to teach someone, you teach them by subject matter? Like, I yeah. Right, yeah, individually. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, if we're teaching a class, then of course we're going to teach that discipline, you know, mm-hmm. teach a discipline in yeah. that thing. Yeah. Of what we're, you know, yeah, of course. I mean, yeah, yeah. You know, that's the thing. Yeah. 
Uh-huh. What is the standardized test mentality again? Yeah. It's, yeah, so they're thinking like that, but the idea of people being dancers first and doing style second is kind of foreign these days because people treat it like it's a sport. Right. Which sport did you sign up for? Yeah. You know, like, mm. oh, I'm... P-A-O that's what, what that's what I'm, that's right, why I'm confused. Right, right, right. I'm missing that. Okay, I get it. But no, like that that's not that's not us going back on something that we we stand for. Like I can identify ident- identify myself as a dancer because I do more than one style of dance. Like to answer the question. So when we're teaching people, we have to be able to start with a subject matter to build on. Like if they decide to do just one, that's up to them. You know, if they want to do more than that, then we recommend it. Word. So uh, effective immediately at Urban Archery, all dance classes will be called dance class. <laughs> <laughs> you got dance class one, and at 5.30, dance class two, 6.15. Uh, they just defined by the days of the week and shit. <laughs> you can tell what style when we talk about the price of Wednesday class. dance. Wednesday, Wednesday dance. dance. Welcome to my life. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it's, I think it's funny that people would ask us that. I mean, I dare somebody to ask that to Wiggles. You know, I dare somebody to be like, hey, Wiggles, you know, that, that footwork stuff that you do, that's popping only. You know, they right, wouldn't, right, they wouldn't right, do right, that, right, but they right. would do that here. Right. You know, it's the it's the general like. He said thank you for the question or answer by the way. Cat yeah. <laughs> yeah. like, I think people miss that. Like, no, a lot it's, of not, a lot no of it's not it's not their fault. They they had a question, you know. Like, sure. I didn't understand. So, no, I mean, but I'm good. Like, no, no, no. I did. Um, so I have another one from Sam Wrighty. From Sam Wrighty. Sam um, so his question was uh, thoughts on. Dealing with issues on different dance traditions and generations coming together and having different rules and ciphers and battles etiquette. Don't be an asshole. It's either supposed to say so. So here's a little bit of confusion on my end because the last word says E D I C T. I'm thinking either means like it was a typo trying to say etc. or. He was trying to say etiquette. I'm not sure we'll if there can be some clarification. If you're still listening, I'll I'll, um, I'll but, jump in. Yeah. I'll jump in, and I'm I'm not a, an authority on this, but you know, shits and giggles. Because we talked about this on the podcast before. Because um, most times when people have this question, it's in relation to flex or crump now being in the open styles arena, and as far as people touching and you know things that are okay in one community and not okay in the other. And I always say it's, it always comes down to communication. Like, if you go to a Crump event, you're literally signing up saying, I know what this event is about. I know how you guys operate. So if you walk into that blindly and don't make it known, hey, I'm not comfortable with this, then you fall under whatever. If you're a Crumper, you come to an Open Styles event or whatever is going on, you have to know that these people aren't comfortable with this sort of aggression or this movement. It all depends on where you are. Like, I can't go to a country and be like, hey, man, don't. I can't go to Mexico and be like, yo, don't speak Spanish. Be that's weird. Hmm. Like, you can't do that. Hmm. I mean, that's true. That's true. I mean, I've, I've never experienced anything in the world or been in any community where I didn't need people's permission to touch them. 
Like I, outside of dance, we I mean, just you just can't walk up to people <laughs> and touch them. It's consent. You know, like you know, you you have to know them or have some type of history right. with the person to know that it's okay. You know, yeah. Especially if you're gonna touch them in an aggressive way or in a way that could be construed as I want to hurt you. You know, so like. Some things are just common courtesy, you know, like and being younger doesn't disqualify you from being involved in a tradition, you know, mm. and neither does being older. Mm. Like so the idea that this is, you know, these cultures like can only have young and old. Well, young people, where are you getting your information from? Old people, who carries your tradition? Wh whose who's legacy? Mm. You know, like, that relationship is symbiotic. Mm. Like, it needs to be together. Mm. Like, it's unhealthy to, to continuously identify this as the old people and this is the young people. Oh. Like, that's not helping anybody, you know? Especially if you're too young to know how to do the art form. Like, where do you get that information from? Who helped you? Like, dude, I didn't, you know, I didn't know when I was 31 how to be a professional dancer at 45. I needed people's help for that. Mm. I needed to go through some things myself mm. and pair it with the information from people who've actually been in those situations. Like, and that's how I grew. Like, Young and old, it doesn't matter. Like, what matters is cultured. Those relationships are symbiotic. Like, we got to stop segregating and separating each other. Like, the older generation, it's not their fault, you know, that the younger generation doesn't have all this privilege. Build your own shit. Because one day, all you young people will be old school too. Like, and you have to ask yourself, what did I do? You can say... I did nothing because that's what people did for me. Or you can say, well, I didn't have much when I came up. So I'm going to make sure that my little homies, my community, people I care about, have the things that they need to do better than I did. Like that thing is, it's, it's toxic. You know, we got we to gotta cut it out. Like old guys make, make mistakes. Young people make mistakes like we're human so like the idea is that we find a way to coexist if not hook up and and link and be down like full flat tires like that we get to coexist like in a respectful way that it honors our art forms and our communities yeah. I, I think it's about uh, respect as well like <clears throat> because for instance like with crump um and I'm no expert on Crump, but there's certain things that like about segregation, right? Like if you can't see that Crump music is inspired by hip hop music, it's a little bit crazy to me. If you can't see the movement is inspired by clowning and hip hop movement, it's a little bit crazy to me. But segregation, like if you just say, okay, well, hip hop, you know, and Crump is two different things, you can say that, but when do you say, but the connections is this? It's the same as me saying, okay, Boogaloo in Oakland isn't connected to jazz. 
when it is. They're inspired by uh, Bojangles, they're inspired by the Nicholas Brothers, like it's all interconnected, but it's the point where we get so segregated and we get so in our little world that we say, you know, our, our way, this is our rule. So you say it so strongly that you can't be open to other people's rules. So it's about not seeing it as segregated and about respecting like the little differences, but also seeing that it's all connected in some way too. You know, it's, there's focus on the similarities, not the differences between the communities. I think that's what I would say. That's dope. I like that point. Tony, did you have something? Yeah, I had something. I was trying to <laughs> <laughs> I think I was just going based on like what, what you were talking about growing the world with that. Um, how each dance, each culture has something different, you know, that goes with. So, like, even with breaking and beatboarding, like, you know, if you enter, someone might give you a cop. You know what I mean? Because we, we've had an incident where something like that happened where people, you know, were a little bit more physical and people got upset. So it's just like, you know, understanding a little bit more about each culture too, then you, you can't really be upset or mad about what happens in a way. But then there's a line, of course, and that's mm. just etiquette yeah. across the board. Right? Yeah. Right. You know right. when things go a little bit too far. And you right. know, you know, when Especially when you have so many different cultures and disciplines like sharing the same space, you know? Yeah. Like, like finding that, like you said, that line to where there's just like, okay, like, we have to find some type of common etiquette amongst each other, you know, or there should be this kind of common knowledge to where there is a, a, an etiquette that we share amongst each other, you know, to, to, like, to respect each other and respect each other's space and how we move around each other, you know what I'm saying? And so, like, you know, to, to approach it with the mentality of, like, okay, I'm not just bringing my thing here to exert on everybody else, or people should already know that this is what I do in my community, you know what I'm right. saying? Like, you know, like, like, and just saying, hey, like, you know, like, there's, there's a common etiquette here. These are humans that I may know, I may not know, you know what I'm saying? Like, let's let, like, the, the first, you know, rule being respect you know what I'm saying? Whether it be an elder, whether it be somebody younger, whether it be a peer that dances in a different discipline that maybe they do touch, you know, maybe I do, maybe, you know, maybe that's in their, their community. But like this, there, there's a com there's a common, there has to be a commonplace, you know, like there, there's plenty of examples of it, like in everyday society where people you know, share the same space in so many in, in in so many different types of dynamics that you know people automatically have to flip and say, "Hey, like, I can't just be you know whatever I want to do whatever I want to do while I'm here." You know what I'm saying? Like, I have to have this kind of understanding. You know. But I think we we want to make sure that we we're not saying too that um, you have to water down your culture. Because right, 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 I mean, let's be real. A, a lot of cats who do these dances, 
they all don't come from stable, nice backgrounds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They might have triggers. Right. You might touch them and they might black out. Right. And then all of a sudden you're like, this is dance is angry and I don't understand it. And he just hit me for no reason. Right. All I was doing was dancing. No, you weren't, bro. You put your hands on the dude. Well, hey, but I kill somebody. Yeah, but, <laughs> but I, I mean, I see, I see a flip side too. It's like if you're new to a space, please acknowledge that you are new to a space. I mean, now what I mean by that is if you walk, like if I were to walk into a, a gospel church. Be good. I would know exactly what I'm expecting because I grew up in that. Right. right, right, right. Now, if I were to walk into a Catholic church, right, and if I didn't know like what that entailed, I would have to ask the people there, like, what what's going on here? Instead of assuming that I should be at the front at the altar, standing there giving the prayer. <laughs> and I feel like there's a lot of people in the community that are mm-hmm. are taking spaces. Mm-hmm. And, and saying that I'm entitled to this position, whether it be in a classroom, whether it be at a panel discussion, talking about things that are, are black, where you should not be even, like, you're, you're, you're taking that space. Or, you're a guest. You're a guest. And it's okay to be a guest, but at least acknowledge it publicly that, you know, like, some, certain, certain situations where you see a pit bull in a room, <laughs> and then you're up there, like, standing next to the pit bull that's... His teeth are all out. You're like, yo, <laughs> yo, is it going to bite me? And then you get bit. Then you got trauma around the community and you're blaming everybody around you. Because you, because you did, you did the most obvious thing in the world. Catholic Church. I'm going out of now. I'm not going to lie, yo. The picture of Russell in a Catholic, I was like, I'm waiting to see what this is going to go to. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to give the sermon in the Catholic Church. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's, that's, how I, that's how I see some people. I, I see them coming to a space and, you know, like with, with their house dance one-on-one in, a, in, a, in, a, in like a club that's like, like all black house, house music culture. And I'm like, yo, what do you, you didn't even ask people it's okay for you to do that. You know, like, wipe your feet off at the front door. Right. You know? And then before you walk in, before you get in somebody's refrigerator, you get shot by and uncle upstairs. And don't put ah. nobody wild ass off, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so And I didn't ask questions. And, and it happened. It happened. I mean, it happened to all of us. You know, I think I think all of us can honestly say that that is, something like that has happened to us. I mean, whether you were in the wrong space, wrong place at the wrong time, you know. And the, I think the honesty is what what keeps you going. It's like when you're when you can acknowledge it and say, "Yeah, I didn't ask anybody if I was." You know, are we in the Vogue battle right now? You know, they they taking their clothes off. What category are we in right now? What does that mean? <laughs> Sex iron? Yeah. You know, <laughs> you know what you gonna crump now? What you gonna do? Right. Like you 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 walked into the battle. <laughs> you know, or I mean, and I think that dialogue when they when they when when I first was introduced to like an all styles battle, like it was called a beat rock competition. You know, it wasn't even called an all styles battle. It was called beat rock. 
And then it went something else. I mean, then it went to all styles. And there was no dialogue between the communities of, of how that thing should work. Right. I didn't see, like, you know, people, like, making phone calls and, like, actually coming together and, and saying, hey, you know, this is the difference between B-Boy and if you throw the cock, this is this what this could happen to you versus, like, you know, uh, you know, a person doing light feet versus a, a dancer that's, you know, doing, like, go-go dances and beating your feet. People were like, what's cool to see you know, battle in this type of format that is traditional to to b boys and, and poppers, and you know, I don't think people really sat down and thought that thing through. It's I like, feel it. I feel that. It's like, what can I take for inspiration without really having to work for anything? Right. <laughs> so now, so now you have now you have everybody entering the all styles battles, whether it be modern dance and. You know, tap dance and oh, ballet. There's no real understanding of what it is, what right. all style ballet. What, is, what does that mean? Do it mean? It means ballet? all lives matters of dance. Oh shit! <laughs> 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 I'm going home. I'm going. I'm leaving. <laughs> oh shit! Oh my god! I'm out of here. What? Hey yo! Hey hey that's hey. Now you see why I'm always in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, and I, and I, okay, so check it. People, people, people want a hip hop battle, right? Who doesn't write hip? And and people are like, okay, well, let's come together, let's have a hip hop battle, and then it, it hardly happens, right? And in, in the U.S., let's talk about here, like. It hardly happens where there's like a hip hop battle local, right? Right. I think because we have so many different styles of hip hop. You know what I mean? We have yeah. so many sub genres of hip hop that not a lot of the young kids do hip hop that people do in Europe. Like New style, yo. Duh. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> the but it's a, it's in the music too. I mean, you can listen to Tupac. You can listen to Biggie. You can listen to Talib Kweli, Feral Monch, most but, of that. Listen, 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 like there's a, it's a, it's a heart, it's a horse and cart thing, you know, like chicken and egg thing, you know. If you don't have a quorum or enough people in a said community or outreach to participate in a battle, like, then you don't have it. Right. But what people are doing is they want to have an event. They want to get people in the door, as many people as possible, so they just say all styles, yeah. so that people can come, you know? Like, so I don't... So all styles are welcomed, and then they play all style music, that's what it means? Where's all style music? all style music. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. No. That's, that's the thing. It's, it's confusing. Yeah. Like, it was, it was the, the information is not there, and that's what I'm saying. People got the cart before the horse you know it's like what's driving this thing yeah you know yeah like how does how does this thing work like and and people have not clarified it mostly because they got something to gain from it <laughs> and that's numbers <laughs> it's, ambiguity is the name of the game <laughs> yeah you know like it's it's the it's a numbers game like so people if people wanted to let's say if tomorrow if we had a Memphis juking battle like we decided to do that like how long of a time frame 
what we have to put before we had that battle so that people could come. Because if we just had it right here, you know, in, in the district, you know, like, there would be what? How many people come? Five. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, I mean, that's why people are doing, like, all styles battles, I think, you know. And what, what's dangerous to do, like, is to create a bunch of rules within that structure because people mm -hmm. always come back and say, I thought you meant all styles. You know, that meant but, all music. But it is where if you, a lot of people they will enter and they'll not understand what they're being judged on. Yeah. So they'll go in thinking that, okay, if I'm a locker and I can lock to any style that you put on, mm -hmm. then that's my all style. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But then some people will judge it and be like, no, but you didn't do Every style that was pertaining to that song. Yeah, yeah. Do the song that you know. Yeah. Right. So I edited. I edited a jam in Atlanta, and afterwards, I asked Construct. Like I lost. I lost the battle. Whatever. It was fair. I asked Construct. I'm like, you know, what was? He was like, yo, your hip hop and and popping whatever I was doing. He said some of it was like muddy, and I'm like, cool, whatever. I got that. I asked one judge whose name I'll redact from this conversation and she said the other guy did like seven styles and you did like two and I was like what does that mean right. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah. and then he's shout, shout out to my homeboy quick like who was like who, who runs our, our crew in Atlanta and shit he was like fuck her she never won nothing no way out, <laughs> <laughs> so, and I was like, "Cool." <laughs> but I, I also think, like, when you're when you're judging a competition, you want to see a progression of movement, right? Not a, like your prelim run in the quarterfinals and a repeat of motion. Like, like people are doing that. It's like, especially I, I see a lot of the new generation dancers doing it. They repeat the same things over and over again, and not like have variety based on like ideas and movement. I mean, but that's that's anytime you throw an event, man. That's why it's simple. I, I agree with Toya, you know, you set the rules, you know, you tell people what the parameters are, you know, and you let people compete within that structure. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it just shouldn't be like bland, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. like, and yeah. But like I said, people keep it bland because they want the numbers. Yeah. They want more people to come in. The more people that come in, the better. Like it's it's how it works. Do like, you think a start could be like if you if you're saying like to instead of just having this bland <coughs> structure and you know what I mean? Like, do you think a start could be like, hey, this is the music, this is the type of music we're gonna play. You know? You can bring yourself to this type of music, but this is the type of music we'll play. You know, we'll play hip hop. Like <laughs> But even even nowadays, hip hop is like kind of skewed now. When you talk about playing hip hop at a at a uh, like a or a battle or jam or something, you know, like as like like the younger generation kind of like has you know come up with other new styles of hip hop like musically. But like, do you think that'll be a start though in saying like, yeah, hey, this is the type of music we'll play. You can bring yourself to that, but you know, like. That's that's like I think that's a start uh, I think I think it's a package deal. Like if the parameters of the type of battle that you're doing doesn't match the community that you're inviting, like and also includes the judges mm -hmm. being all on that same scope, mm -hmm. you're gonna have the same problems over and over and over again. Right. That's why when you say, <coughs> "Hey, we're having a house dance battle," mm -hmm. you know, like. You hire house judges, 
you know, like you play house music, you know, like and before then you reached out to all the house dance community asking them to come. Like people know that there'll be different ideas and thoughts and opinions. Yeah, that's fine. But for the most part, the thing is the thing. Mm. When you say the thing that we're doing is me, it means everything. You know, I hate when like it's at an all styles battle and like the judges are only people who do one or two styles. Like, you know, if they don't know how difficult it is to do the thing that I'm doing, like, how can they judge me on that? Mm. Like, how do how do they know my level of not expert <laughs> mm. <laughs> you know like how do how do they how do we gauge that those things just need to need to come together i'm not mad at people who do all styles battles like i'm just saying when it doesn't make sense and it looks botchy it looks botchy but i actually think that a lot of people there's a huge <laughs> there's a huge number of people who like those kind of things because like it's like gambling you know, you can just come in and who knows what kind of day you're going to have and you can win. Like the win is the goal. Like people want to win. You know, like it's not about the journey. You know, they, they just want to win. You know, and, and, they, and they don't and people don't know the responsibility. Of you know, you, you win. And then what next? More money, more problems. Like soon as soon as you do something. Soon as you do something dope, like and people recognize you for that, then come the wolves. You know, people want to tell you what you're doing wrong, like what you should do differently. Robbie outside the venue. So Robbie outside the venue. <laughs> we have uh, in we his have another, <laughs> We have another question from an interesting name, um, the Blasian. All right. Uh, two <laughs> 206, um, so I'm assuming he's black and Asian from Seattle. Um, right on. So, <laughs> uh, so the question is, how did you guys um, determine what style you wanted to focus on as your main style if the objective is to be a dancer, I guess, as a whole? So what, so what he's saying is, he, uh, he reiterated, he said, I mean, if the objective is to just dance without too much focus on limiting yourself by being too strict in a style. Who said that? The Blasian. No, no, no. No, no, one, no one hears no, that. that. No, I think that's, I think that's the general thought. Like, people think, like, because you say, I'm a dancer, I do a lot of things, then that makes you somehow limited. You know, like, somehow, like, you have, um, you don't respect all of these styles because you haven't committed to them with everything that you are and like I come from a time like in in this dance history that like if you just did one style of dance you didn't work like or you were a ballet dancer <laughs> and then, you know what I mean right. like in in these styles of movement like for respect and to be considered by your community like you had to know more than one thing so like i don't come from a time where you were less when you knew more hmm. you know funny. i feel like we, we didn't want to limit ourselves and we said we're dancers and then it seems like everybody's trying to limit us <laughs> <laughs> exactly. 
trying. <laughs> that's what we're trying to say to you. We're trying to say, look. Okay, we just trying no matter what. Right, 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 right. I mean, get <laughs> in this box. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I do eight styles of dance. I do eight styles of dance, like, and and I love them all. You know, I love them all. Like, uh, and when I hear a song, I get in where I fit in. You know, like I, I use my tools to interpret music with movement. Like, that's what I do. Like, so if it's a song that I don't have a tool for, guess what I do? Sit my ass down. You know, that, that ain't me. Like, I don't, I don't do that. But I'm going to look at my homie and be like, oh, yeah, you got that. Let her do that. Yeah, no, that's dope. Mm. You know? Mm. Like, I don't feel like every time that, you know, People are expressing, I have to be there and I have to show them how how I dance and, and who I am. You know, like, yeah, you can you can respect different things like nobody does that. People don't go to college and, and get a degree and then forget everything that they learned. You know, people take it with them. They take the knowledge and they use it like I want to use my dance knowledge. You know, I don't want to like. I don't want to box it in, and I, I, I definitely don't want to say I'm strictly one thing. That would be disrespectful to my teachers, like uh, to my students, and to my ancestors. Like for that movement that I embody, you know. Like I don't, I don't think we have to cut ourselves, sell ourselves short. You know what you know. Just be honest. If you only do one style, then that's totally fine. If that works for you, you know. But don't vilify people who are like, yeah, I, I like to do a lot of different things. You know, don't make us greedy. It's just like ice cream. I like a lot of ice cream, but I mean. <laughs> 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 but like chocolate's maybe like my favorite. You know what I'm saying? Like that. Butter pecan chocolate deluxe. Three weeks, three weeks dairy free. I don't appreciate the, the ice cream cheesing. All right, I was like, I like ice cream. I'm like, damn. Like, yeah. like, yeah. like, I love that analogy. I just want to uh, give a quick shout out to Derek. I just want to let him know I see him and shit. Like, give me some comments. Like. This is a pretty long one, so I might not read him right now. <laughs> Who's that? Gary. Hey, what's up, man? Yeah. Beside it in the house. Yeah. Word. <laughs> um, no, all right. no it, that was so. There were like fourteen reactions when when Russ said uh, the All Lives Matter dance. <laughs> Everybody started like. Oh. <laughs> 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 I don't know if we're going to survive that one. <laughs> I, I, I want to turn the direction real quick, unless you have a question. There's no cool. more on this. All right, so we did, uh, I was talking to, uh, to me when 87, like not too long ago, and um, we were having the conversation about how, like when the bigger, uh, like world incorporated B-Boy Jam started coming around, like Silverback and the Red Bull and all that stuff, that they started making music to kind of, you know, 
save themselves from copyright infringement and things like that yeah. and to be safe. But the music itself, even though some cats are making some dope stuff, it's still very one note. Like, do you feel that people should forego, like, the social media aspect of dance so the jams can have better music and a more well-rounded thing instead of having to deal with the copyright joints to make sure you get online and get views for whatever. So what do you mean by social media aspect of dance? Like, so, they live stream it, so if you live stream it, mm-hmm. or you, you know, there has to be certain... Parameters you gotta fit. I, I, think yeah. there's, I think there's ways around that. You get the professionals to actually play the music live. Yeah. Mm. You know, yeah. you won't get a copyright problem. You're actually supporting an artist that should play for them that should play the genre that they've been they've been working for and like mm-hmm. and, and working in but people aren't going to invest in that because it's you know they only invest in themselves mm. right like i feel I, felt, homies. I personally felt like it was it was like money driven almost like to be safe like we need to play this music so we don't get caught up anywhere we can post it everywhere we need to post it as opposed to like yo let's just play good music and let people get down yeah, I don't know. Like I'm, I've had this conversation with a few people, like in the industry, and as like, as a cultural preservationist, like, you know, I'm kind of like, no, we need a good mix of the old and the new, like to keep it, to keep it whole, you know. But at the same time, I I understand what and I respect what other people are trying to do to say, let's show the world what it is that we do. That being said, like, I do fear that, like, if the dance powers the music, if the music powers the dance, right, like that some of these things will be lost, like the the meaning and the essence of what the genres are originally meant to inspire is just going to be lost because the music's different especially when it gets like really techy it's like you know so i mean i'm i'm still contemplating it but like i don't want to like i don't want to throw shade on those organizations like for doing what they do mostly because you know things need to change like but we can be a part of that change if if dancers like B-boys and B-girls were like saying, hey, look, this is what we want. I'm sure people would do it, mm-hmm. you know? Like, you know, if the consumer drives the market and we're talking about business, right? Like then you do what the people want and people would do that, you know? Like, and I don't mean like boycott, you know? No, I just mean ask, <laughs> you know? Like just right. say, hey, look, can we do this? It'd be dope if we have this kind of artist, you know? Right. Like, or maybe like people just need to, get a hiatus, you know, have a hiatus and like, you know, start like getting that, building that catalog of music that they need. Maybe it'll take a little time, you know, for that music to, to build up. Like, you know, there's definitely times throughout history that in, even in, within genres of music that like, it just had some bad years. Like you can look at like funk and, you know, in the in the mid '80s, and see that it was kind of doing some strange things, like and as people were trying to add new ideas to it, you know. And it, but it created new art forms. 
Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. So I'm I'm on the fence about it, you know. But I, I do I do want to recognize that it does impact people and how people move. Yeah. Like it does. But I don't I don't I'm not hardcore about it, you know, like I'm trying to be in a in a place where I treat organizations like people and give them op- opportunity to change, you know? Mm. Like and you know, kind of, you know, realize what it is that they're trying to do and who they want to be, you know, and let them make that decision for themselves, you know? Like. Mm. Uh, yeah, that's, I think that's um, definitely a good question and point, you know, like mm. from both of you, like, like, especially we talk about like inclusion in our artist communities, like it's, it's important to really like, think on those ask on those like on those levels really you know of like hey like just past the dance and like whatever like the music you know yeah. like the, and the atmosphere behind it and the business side of it yeah you right. know like and I mean, because there is you know we take this stuff for granted because it's not really you know what we face all the day but I mean all the time but there are people like who did those songs that aren't getting royalties for it, right? You know, mm-hmm. the record labels are getting. So we're enjoying their music, using it to identify ourselves. How are we changing that problem? Mm. You know, like how we're we allowing people and their intellectual property to be represented, you know, respectfully. Mm. You know, so it's 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 an issue. Yeah. Like, it, and it's something that I think that you know we can people can change you know like and i think it is it's a responsible thing to say okay we'll make our own music you know so that we can do all of these things you know for the for the purists or the traditionalists that might be a bit of an issue because you know sometimes you you might want to hear some of that that oh oh mm-hmm. you know but i i know artists now today who have albums and and don't have the rights to any of the music so it's going to somebody else at least this is an opportunity to create an economy right you know right. of artists you know who are creating a niche so i i don't know i'm yeah. i'm in and out uh, i think that's uh good oh okay the blazing said thanks for the answer as well mm-hmm. shout out to uh valsan from uh valsan I said it wrong. Yeah. I say stuff like Mad American sometimes, though. Like, it is terrible. <laughs> I feel bad. Vizan. Right. Vizan. So the second hour is actually over on both of these jerks. Oh, okay. Well, it'd be all right. I ain't about yeah, to it's cool. It'd <laughs> <laughs> be all right. Peace to all my peoples, and, you know what I mean? <laughs> but I ain't got time for that. Um, so, so, like, yeah, like, damn, yo, this has been some uh, some <laughs> some topics for that ass. <laughs> some topics for that ass. Um, cultural appropriation. Let's uh, cream. let's get back into like into <laughs> like <laughs> cultural appropriating ice cream. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, mm, yes, ice cream. <laughs> Talk is really making me angry because I'm right. like, I didn't eat a damn thing this morning. Right. <laughs> we had we had mediocre bagels. Yeah, that was very mediocre. 
Um, Coffee is fine though. Let's get let's get back into like some some big ups and like you know stop shouting some people out. Like so on on the show on the the Thread Count podcast, we usually um, take time to to highlight uh, some of our favorite dancers. But we usually pick one per person. Um, uh, favorite dancers of maybe the the past week or the past month or the past year or just somebody that's on your mind right now that you like, yo, like I've been seeing a lot of them and they've really been um, standing out to me or like I appreciate their movement a lot. So, um, you know, we call it Dancer of the Week quite simply. Um, and like, uh, yeah, so I, I want to I wanna get into that and see like who you guys have for, for some Dancers of the Week. Oh, shit. Hey, y'all, I'm yeah. a- <laughs> I'm gonna take the ill cop out right now, yo. I'm gonna take the ill cop out. My dance of the week is Rashad, yo. Oh, okay. <laughs> but it's, it's for a reason. We watched the footage from uh, the two v two in China last night. Oh yeah, we did. Oh my yeah. god, yo. Ryan Ryan bugs out. We understand Ryan bugs out. Ryan's like years ahead of everybody. But this cat here. <laughs> I don't know what was in that cup, fam. <laughs> hey, yo. What was in the cup? Yo. My man was in his bag, yo. Like, like, the way he was playing with the rhythms was so, like, I cursed at work out loud. I had the video playing. I was like, look. I was like, shit. Like, yo. Like, it was crazy. And that's an open kitchen. Like, it's an open kitchen, yo. <laughs> Your chicken to be ready in a second, lady. Hold on. I'm like, hey, yo, but yo, and gee, yo, it, it was it's, it was unreal, yo. It was unreal. It, it's it's so crazy to have the influence of the best two man team in the history of popping. <laughs> that was said by uh, by a legitimate person. More on more on that in front. <laughs> in the history of popping. What? The best two man team in the history of Papa. Someone said that. Shout out to J Rock. J Rock said it. He doesn't want anybody. In the history of Papa, you know? Like, yeah. But you know, maybe, but, maybe he was just saying, like, you know, great, like, like duo, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, but no, but it was, hey, yo, but that, that clip, uh, like I, I've, I've said it before, man, like the, the all the Juice of Buso lows where people could just really. Take time out and be like, oh, I'm gonna take it easy. You know what I'm saying? I've been traveling, and my man lit it up with a different flavor every stop. And it's like it's it's unreal. I still don't like you, but sorry, right. you're dancing straight though. Thank you. <laughs> Appreciate you. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds familiar. That sounds familiar. I appreciate I appreciate your movement. You know, like he's good as a dancer. I just don't like him as a person. Right. <laughs> like everybody else. That sounds familiar. Join the club. Join the fan club. Start an Instagram page. Uh, Damn it! Uh, <laughs> Got Dancers of the Week or whatever Dancers you want to shout out? Cynthia from Bandita's crew. Oh, okay. She's tight. Okay. Cynthia Bandita. Yeah, we were in um, in Poland together uh, for an event called Infinite Force. And, yeah, I'm just a fan. She's, like, super dope. She just did a... She was judging something in the UK, uh, and her judge showcase was was hella musical. Like that same thing that you're talking about with rhythms and stuff. And there's not a lot of poppers, <laughs> dancers, 
poppers, whatever y'all want to say, <laughs> that are that are moving that way. And you can see she has a lot of dance in her, Ooh. and it's more than a popping perspective. Um, yeah, so she's my the week, the the month. I don't know. It's been since December mm -hmm. or longer. This is the week. It's the week. Jet lag. Go ahead, yo. It was on your heart. Yeah, you know it. Yeah. Uh, well, I have two. Um, of course, Angela. Glad to. I know that's right. Mm -hmm. Bigger problem. Yeah, hey. Better do that. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 I don't care. Look at the points, yo. Shit. Shout out to Big Moms, yo. No, no. We'll just see you putting it down. You know, that's that's her dance name. Misty Rogers, her beat work. You know, that's that's. Yeah. For her artist. What's her dance name? Lunacy? Lunacy. Oh, shit. So, um, yeah, she, I mean, she be getting it in, like, <laughs> through, uh, you know, through the thick of it. Um, my second is is Grap Lover right now. Um, I've been doing a, a lot of research on this cat, and his, his freestyle and hip-hop is, like, it's ridiculous. Say his so, name again? Grap Lover. So uh, that's Pete Rock's little brother. Wired up. Wired up. Um, go. Mm-hmm. Rye Rye? Uh, yeah, all right. I was trying to decide between two. There's two OGs that come to mind that have really, really, really inspired me a lot, and they don't get a lot of credit. Um, but I talk about them a lot, so I'm going to talk about them right now. Uh, the first is uh, Sensei Bop from the LA Boppers. Right. This dude is like so musical and so free with his dance. And he's also like really into tutting. And I think I get a lot of inspiration from the way he, he dances with his tuts and puts rhythms and directions and levels with his, his tutting style. It's really nice, really unique. He has a really nice waving style, um, and he's a super smart, cool guy. Like, he was down for the preservatory interview. I just met up with him at his, uh, he was selling Christmas trees. Actually, when I met up with him, I just met up with him at the Christmas tree spot. <laughs> we just, we went to Burger King and just chilled and... It's the greatest story ever. Yo, you, well, watch the interview. If you haven't seen the Sensei Bop interview yeah, Preservatory, it's, it's really good because he's getting up and demonstrating like bopping. He's talking about the single bop, the double bop, the triple bop, and he's like talking about all these epic battles that he had with Flat Top and bat battling uh, Pete and Shrimp, I think. It's a really good interview, um, but shout out to Sensei Bop from the LA Boppers. And then... Um, Gotta give a shout out to Thomas, of course. House's mentor, mentor of myself and Rashad and others. Probably one of the most influential dancers, poppers in Europe, hands down. Hmm. Inspired uh, Storm. Hmm. And inspired that's all of Germany. That's a crazy statement, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, go check the videos. Like, he's, he's the guy that was leading the way in Germany with popping. Um, but I spent like a month, I was just in Denmark training with him. And he's just, he's a phenom he's phenomenal. Like every time it, it's, it impresses me every time. 
Mm-hmm. He's so good. And he has an ability to like uh like watch something and he can like soak he soaks it up so quick. Like he he's just a natural mover. He sees something, he can do it. And uh so like when I show him a move, I'll be like, Oh, I was thinking of this and then he's like, Oh, like this and like hit He'll try to do it like me, but he can't because he's so Thomas. That he just <laughs> Thomasifies it, and then I'm like, "Damn, you just made it like ten times better." <laughs> like then I was trying to do it like him after that. So he's really inspiring, awesome guy. Definitely a part of big part of our legacy. So shout out to Sensei Bob and Thomas. Word. Oh. Oh, water, or is it you? This one. <laughs> Happy gangster, make yourself gangster. Um, Some gangster shit. Um, you know what? I guess I would say Tasha, Latasha Barnes. Yeah, um, I want to give her a big shout out. Boop, boop, boop. No, this lady is like killing it out there. She's like traveling the world, doing amazing things. Um, in the jazz and Lindy Hop community, she's like. It's, it's amazing to see how she's been dedicated to that, like threw herself into it and just really immersed herself into the culture of it and has inspired so many people through it as well. You know, I'll travel around and see people and they're like, do you know Latasha Barnes? Like, she's so amazing. I'm like, yeah, that's my sis. You know, so it's, it's dope to see how she's really touched so many people out there with what she's doing and, and also being a black female in that community, you know, doing <laughs> doing the dance is definitely not an easy one, knowing that it's mainly, um, it's not a lot of black people doing it. <laughs> so um, to see her doing that and pushing forward, as well as like being in school, dancing, traveling the world, like, and um, I'm so excited too about her being a part of Summer Dance too. Like she came last year and like, <coughs> but, you know, showed that like, she's still a part of the community and like, She's gonna be back judging as well, so I think it's it just shows how amazing of a person she is and how she's definitely grinding out there. So yeah, big shout out to her. Let's rock. Like, like, we got a filter on the joint. Like, yeah. Big in the ass. Oh, oh yeah. Hold on. Uh, Des, where you go? Oh, you go ahead. I'll go. I'll go last. Um. Yeah. Um, mine isn't really like uh, a person. I think it's a it's a community of people, and uh, you know I want to give a shout out to um, all my folks in the Bay right now. Um, going through a little something, you know, and we don't have to itemize that, but um, specifically. To uh, RJ, uh, Cody, and and Tsunami, um, you guys are not who these individuals want to make you out to be. Keep doing your thing, responsibly and respectfully, and this too shall pass. So keep your head up, get back to work. I like that. <laughs> I like that. Um, all right, so I'm going to run clean up. Um, I also have two uh, dancers, um, and they're kind of just like 
are side by side. Um, they are um, urban artistry heads. Um, and like, you know, upon my visit, like back here, um, been uh, been able to dance with them like numerous times throughout the week and like really enjoy their movement and space and energy and life. So I'm giving my dancers of the week and my shout outs to Hannah and Leslie. Um, we've been, like I said, we've been sharing and going back and forth, uh, you know, multiple times throughout this, this week that I've been here and, um, not only on the floor, but just like, you know, like enjoying each other's company and, and having fun and just like really, really being what it's about, you know what I'm saying? So, um, like, and not to mention like they, they work hard here at the, at, at Urban Artistry, you know, they, they do a lot and they... Uh, they're teachers here, but they also like do a lot under or behind the scenes. So, um, yeah, shout out to them. Those are my uh, those are my dancers for this week. Fam, like Leslie's like transformation since like the first time I met her to like who was at the club last night is phenomenal, yo. Like she's like she's hard. Like it's it's wild, yo. Um. So, yeah, definitely. Like, um, it's like, uh, it's really one of those things where, like I was saying, like, sometimes you just see dope dancers and, like, it's like, cool, like, that's what's up. But then sometimes you actually enjoy being around people and, like, and, and, and just enjoy dancing with people, like, just on, on some spirit shit, you know, like, on, on their, and just enjoying their spirit. So, shout out to them, you know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, so, uh, before we, like, start wrapping this thing up, um, can we do, like, two, like, final questions, and then that be it, and then, like, is that okay with everybody? Yeah. Okay. So, um, first question, I think, comes from the Blasian again, uh, and then his question was, how do you guys deal with rude, drunk, or aggressive people, um, or he said dudes, uh, at the club that interrupt ciphers? Hands on site. <laughs> <laughs> no. That's not it. That's not the real answer. I mean, I, I think uh, when, it, when it comes to, like, the cipher and uh, the club, I mean, first, when you walk into a space, like, acknowledge the security, you know, like... Don't just walk into the space being like, okay, just to your homies. Man. Like, if you if you speak to, if you walk into the spot, you walk past the person who checks your ID, actually say hello to them, you know, because that could be the person who is getting someone off you if you're in a situation. Mm. Now, of course, uh, you know, if last call is a certain time, you know, like uh, in D.C., like a lot of our clubs shut down at 2 o'clock. So no, last call is normally one hour before. Um, so that means that's when the most, that's the drunkest part of the night, you know? So like, if you're ciphering hard and you're getting busy, the hardest that you want, you need to have your eyes peeled also on the, the people that are, like, that are in your cipher. Um, but yeah, I, I, I would suggest like, you know, acknowledging the security. I'm not saying security is gonna save your life, but I'm just saying, um, know where they are, especially when somebody is coming around that's belligerent, um, or isn't making any sense. 
you know, like you had a conversation with somebody at the club and they're just not making any sense and you're trying to reason with them over loud music. It's not even the time to have that type of conversation. So you, you know, he's like, hey, put yourself in a position where you can be safe and your folks can be safe. And then uh, you can, everybody can walk away from it. Um, I think that's the most responsible thing. And also, if you have new folks coming into the club with you, like that it's not just you walk them into the club and be like, hey, you know, it's, it's a club night. And they just instantly go to Cypher. Realize like that your acknowledgement and you saying hello to the people that are already participating in the club is a big, big um, show of respect to the, the people that are that are already there, regardless if they're under the influence of drunk. But uh, it's also for safety. So you can walk out of there uh, not feeling like you ain't got folks around that are watching. Hmm. I think it's a case-by-case like situation. I think, you know, you might have some people that are drunk and they have a drink and they want to jump into the circle as well and dance with everyone and I mean I mean that's fine it should be fine but the thing about it is you know you want to make sure that they don't have to spill their drink and be sloppy and all the things and I think maybe taking the person and telling them that letting them know that hey you know you just want to make sure you don't spill a drink we're dancing here you can dance just you know, grab a drink and do your thing I mean because actually that's all the people want to do they want to just get in there and, and showcase as well you know so letting them do that and then after a while, they'll stop and move off and go about your business again. So I think it's sometimes case by case. Right, right. Sometimes people can be really aggressive when you want to do that, when you want to try to explain to them, like, hey, this is what we're trying to do. You know, they might be a little bit aggressive still. And then it just takes you to be like, hey, you know what, let's move our stuff somewhere else, you know. This is not, we don't have to, like, you know, try to start or try to teach this person right here and there where they don't want to learn or they don't want to understand what we're doing. Let's take our space somewhere else. Like mad hearts just popped up on YouTube. It's Leslie. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shout out to Leslie. Um, word. I think those. Yeah, those are definitely good answers, though. Like, um, so let's let's get this last question in. Uh, it's from Tam again, um, and her question reads: Is funk music? A part of a cultural phenomenon like hip-hop music to hip-hop culture? If so, is there a name and are there any other pillars of that culture that funk is under like hip-hop culture? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, people popping and people locking, like, they were doing it to funk music, you know? People b-boying, like, funk music. Like, that's, you know, that's not the um, the foundation of, like, uh, music in the diaspora. But it's the period of time where at least solid those three dances, like, came from. So answer to the question is yes. You know, over the years, people changed that back and forth, you know, and people have chopped it up and it's been codified but yeah like hip-hop culture has actually co-opted all these other things like you know and brought it into itself and a lot of elders like
people who are like in my parents' generation, like really don't appreciate it, you know? Like, cause it's like the equivalent of like uh, 40 years from now, people referring to all the things that we do as like uh, shoop shoop culture, you know? And you'd be like, what the fuck is shoop shoop culture? Like, <laughs> did you just create a new name, you know, for things that already existed, you know? So, yeah, that's, I didn't realize that a lot of people didn't know that. I thought that a lot of people knew that, like, you know, there were a lot of dance styles that we do right now that come from funk music culture, like, and, and not hip-hop or, mm. or house or mm. EDM. I, I think that has a lot to do with like the research too. You know, a lot of people aren't doing the research. Like the Mexican for breaking, that if you look at the genre of that song is rock and roll. It's yeah. not funk. It's not hip hop. It's yeah. rock. You know, that's why even the rock dance was done to rock, rock and roll music. music you know, yeah. so but that also ties from funk predate like to like rhythm and blues and. Mm. And I mean, it just goes back. The term changes, but like even a lot of the funk artists who were putting out the records, if you listen to an album mm -hmm. from the beginning to the end, mm -hmm. you realize that in order for the record to sell, it had to have um, you know a, an R and B track. Right. Mm -hmm. It had to have a soul track right. in order for it to be passed on. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. so even though it might have been sold under you know. Um, the, the genre of funk, like James Brown had an orchestra at one point. Mm -hmm. He's done songs with Pavarotti, you know, uh, collaborations and and different, you know, different people. Now, just just in music alone, if you were to take Jimi Hendrix, who everybody idolizes in, in rock and roll music, um, Jimi Hendrix was also a part of the Isley Brothers, you know. So funk, they were all genre jumping in order to make income for themselves. You make right? crazy blues music too. Right. So, I mean, um, and then their parents were listening to music too, so the influence of that was important. If you listen to Mary J. Blige, you're listening to funk, soul. Um, and it is, I, they're not, the sample isn't even changed or, it's like the original track just looped with like a heavier 808 beat. And the dancer, yeah. Um, the dance. I was just thinking that shit. I was just thinking that. <laughs> and that's why the we dance. Yes, the, the dance is the same yeah. thing. That's the same thing that dance. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Word. Nah, yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So before we um, before we start wrapping up. I just want to uh, share this love that all the hearts that Will was talking about um, <laughs> posted up on the joint, Hello. and it was uh, it was Leslie uh, showing love um, to everybody here, saying, "I feel incredibly blessed to have found urban artistry and to be a part of this beyond phenomenal community. I have grown in so many ways that I did not think possible, and that because of all of you." You all inspire me to keep keep pushing, and you all have seen light in me that I did not, and I am internally grateful for that, so I am going to keep pushing and keep showing up. 
Hearts, 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 hearts. <laughs> Mad emojis over there, B. They got popper's hands over there, too, yo. <laughs> Much love, Leslie. Thanks for, Thanks for sending in that, that love and respect, for sure. Um, so, yeah. All right. Woo! We got another... Uh, another co-flow episode. <laughs> Sheesh. Another 2.5 on our hands. Um, so... Um, like, are we gonna send it out with, um, some music or, you know, are we, are we just gonna... They won't hear it, but you will hear it in post. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, we have a track of the week every week, usually it's two of them, but we all collectively kind of got together, uh, three of us, and <laughs> decided, <laughs> and decided... <laughs> That's community right there. <laughs> <laughs> Community. And uh, well, and also, ironically, uh, due to copyrights, we want to get popped in the joint. So we uh, chose a track by uh, our homie and uh, a crewmate, Baron Hawk Portier. Uh, he he posted a new joint uh, last night, which is oh, I think it was last night. I saw it last night. That's where we're gonna go with. Um, called Rasta Style Flower Child. C H Y L E Child. His names are always epic. <laughs> they are. Um, Baron Hawk is, and everything he's been producing has been crazy. Like, so uh, I'm sure y'all will enjoy it. Uh, we will post the link to the song in something, so y'all can uh, enjoy that. Uh, if you're listening to the podcast on uh, any of our streaming platforms, then here it is: Baron Hawk Portier, Russell Style, Flower Child. On the Thread Count podcast. Oh, we just plugging it in a post? Yeah. I was looking at you like. <laughs> yeah. Everybody's like, got the booty tang joint? Like. <laughs> just, just, just fake listen to the music. We'll put it in a second. Wait. Well, shoot. Um, That's it. Yeah, we uh, we wrapping that up. We wrapping this thing up. Um, thanks for all the questions. <laughs> thanks for all the questions. Wait, we ain't done yet. We're still on. Thank you. Thank you for all the questions that came through on the Funkin' Focus Live YouTube. Thanks for our brothers and sister Toyin and Ryan, aka Future. Great white hope. Russ, aka Iron Man House. <laughs> Rashad, and of course our black asses. Um, we, we, we appreciate it. <laughs> Look, man, I'm trying. You know? <laughs> the hair says black. <laughs> the skin says. Don't show God, yo. <laughs> Top of <match. laughs> Did you call him Talcum X? No, I said I don't. <laughs> I said it was something. Huh? Yes. <laughs> but that's the first comment that popped. Yo, oh my gosh. Oh, man. Oh, so crazy. Yo, y'all know where to find the damn podcast. Right? <laughs> it's going to be on Apple. It's going to be on Spotify. It's going to be on Google. Uh... Uh, Brian, do you want to let them know how all the... I'm getting blown up. Getting blown up. Getting blown up.
blown up. That's what happens when you got your phone connected to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wish I had friends. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, this will be posted on Funkin' Focus YouTube. We'll put the link on Facebook within the next week. We'll link the song, Baron's track. Um, check out the Urban Dance and Dialogue uh, every Sunday. Um, soon we're going to start breaking it up into smaller episodes that will be coming out more often. Um, but right now, check us Sundays. And uh, at Future Assassins on Instagram, Funkin' Focus on the YouTube. Also follow at Urban Artistry DC. Check us out, Urban Artistry on Facebook as well. And Take a at, class. at what's your guys Instagram at your thread account? At what's your thread at account? What's your thread account? Uh, emails for any questions or uh, free things you want to send us. Threadcount73 at gmail.com. And uh, yeah. And let us know if you want us to do this again because I kind of feel like we should do this. Man, we well, should. Yo. Man, like a monthly thing. This is, uh, this is I'm great. Ready. This is great. So That's a lot of flight tickets for you. That's a lot of flight tickets. <laughs> Just move back. <laughs> That's my man's name. I'm not going to know that. Yo. We, we, we done solved the goddamn problem. <laughs> oh, no. Shit, now when? I'm going to It's only like a five day trip across the country, <laughs> right? <laughs> You know I got a full family too. Right? <laughs> Should I help you save money on those flights? Man. <laughs> 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 Yo, this is great, man. Everybody in this joint is so hungry that we're delirious. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> let's get the fuck out of here. But before we go. Don't ever. <laughs> Before got, we go, don't ever forget to ask yourself, <laughs> okay. what's your thread count? <laughs>